All right, all right, all right. Quagmire. <laughs> Quagmire is more like all right. This is all more, right, this, all right, all right. This was more of a uh, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Happy is that Monday. the guy from Duval? That is the guy from Wolf of Wall Street as well, and Lincoln Lawyer. Have you guys seen Lincoln Lawyer? That's another. You great don't know Matthew that's McConaughey? That's another great movie about Definitely. Matthew McConaughey. He's actually an all-around awesome actor. He can play the same guy in every movie, and he'll—I don't know—I just love Pull him. it off. That's for sure. Yeah. See, the thing is, with like certain actors, when you look at them, it's like they can only play a certain role. And I think another actor that's like that, that's like a Matthew McConaughey type of person, would be Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Vince Vaughn is like he—he's—he's he's made for specific roles. Couples Retreat was a good movie that he was in. Wedding Crashers was a good movie he was in. Uh, old school was a good movie, but it's like if anybody else besides Vince Vaughn was in that movie, it'd be like, eh, all right, cool. I think Owen Wilson, another one, same thing. True. He's made for specific roles, but or, or you see him in that role. That's why you're typecasting him. Yes, I'm so bad at. That. We'll talk about that. We'll talk <laughs> about that. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, TGIM. It's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, we want to thank Narna for taking time out of her Monday for to to be with us. For those of you tuning in for the first time and don't know who Narna is, if you guys know uh, a show over on Instagram, which will be transitioning to YouTube, we're in the process of that, right? Right? Yes. It's happening. It's it's called Bad Moms. So uh, if you guys aren't following her, you can find her on Instagram, you can find her on Facebook, and then you're going to find her on YouTube as well. She's working on it. So give her some time. Uh, That being said, we're going to be talking about multiple topics today, from relationships to coaching to the what a lot of stuff a lot of stuff but uh it was funny i was saying you know what we should start the podcast off on that whole stand-up thing and all that so you and i can't believe this was literally like three years ago you were doing stand-up or you were doing improv at the improv right that was or was was it at the improv at various places uh comedy clubs where was where was that one spot that you did it at so i went to haha cafe Randomly, North, North Hollywood. Hollywood, and they were having improv night, and uh, I don't know. I was like, let me let me take a stab at it. So I did. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I sucked, according to the laughs I got. But it turns out that all <laughs> Is of the that how you judge. Listen, hold on. <laughs> of course, the, according to my uh, perception of uh, afterwards, after my set was done, I realized that all the people at the improv section were all. Um, Failed comedians that were no. just practicing their well, I say failed because like they're there, you know. Uh, but we were all just we were all just having fun, and they were judging, and I was judging, and it, well, nobody was really laughing at each other's jokes because of the fact that they were there to perform. And so it was more of a competition than it was an actual like improv night. So I never really got to test my skills. But what was the material you were using? Oh, it was improv. But like, what was it? What, name what, what were you? What were you cheap. talking about? Like improv means like you just get up and just. Improvise. No, I know, yeah. I know. But Learn I mean, was there basically. anything as far as like no? Because I mean, well, look at it this way. Like for example, when you look at certain comedians, right? Yeah. Uh, like for example, I said, "Oh, I see the crowd here is homeless chic today," and they didn't like it because I'm in North Hollywood, and it turned out that there was some homeless people in the crowd, and you know, I said something insensitive at the. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But Let's I go mean, back to this. You said there were some homeless people in the crowd? Yes. How much does it cost to get into Ha Ha Comedy? What the hell do you mean? Look, he wanted to start off with the Ha Ha Comedy Club. I, I'm curious as well. I, there I, were I homeless people in the Ha Ha? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing. Hey, These people stop. were the comedians. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, so they were dressed like people in Silver Lake. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we lost a few people right now. Like, what's going no. on? No. Okay. Yeah, if anybody's sensitive to this, to this I'm sorry. You shouldn't even be tuning yeah, in. Yeah, really. Uh, but see, me personally, I don't think I could ever do stand-up comedy. It's fun. No, I, I, would just, I, I, would I could do the stand-up, but not the comedy part. You <laughs> I'm actually, just for fun, putting together a set. Uh, and I'm going to invite my friends, family, and I'm going to record it. And I'm going to uh, record it like a Netflix special. Not and special, I'm going huh? to distribute it as a special just wherever I can. And if you're interested, DM me. I'll invite you to the show. So what is it going to be? Like backyard sort of setting? In-house like, setting? Yeah, in my or? living room. Like a Kevin Hart style setting. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're down. <laughs> yeah, of course you're invited. Oh, we're down for this. We're down for this. And then have you started writing material for it? Oh, yes. A lot, a lot. Hopefully we'll be part of the special. And then the check will come in. Yes. Yes. That's the goal. The goal is to... Edgar's been waiting for this check for four years. (laughs) 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 It's never going to First of all, have you applied to be paid? Oh, you do? (laughs) All right. Have you applied to be paid? Let me put it to you this way. Uh, Let me put it to you this way. Uh, A lot of Edgar's... Hopes and dreams are put into ar- mine and Armand's hands as far as <laughs> on the financial end of it. Whereas Armand and I on the financial end of it, we're like, eh, if it happens, it happens. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. This is why we need unity and cohesiveness uh, together. Well, yeah. it's coming together, though. The what? good thing is there's advancement happening. Yes. That's what it is. Right? I, I, think, I, I think so. We're going forward. The one, the one problem I see is cancel culture and censorship. That's the one, that's the one major hurdle that's that I'm problem. seeing. That's not a problem. Plow through. No, Arno, I feel I feel like that's not a problem. Every time we're getting censored and canceled, it's just more validation in a sense. That's the way I look at it. If they're canceling, that means you're doing something right. If they're canceling, that means they're not accepting reality that exists. Exactly. Because it's easier to cancel away than to say, you know what, that could be true. Yeah. You know, this could be true. This is something that is true. And as a matter of fact, all perspectives are true. All perspectives are true because it is through our thought process and the way we think how we create the reality that surrounds us. So all perspectives are true. So if you think something, it's, go- it's true. It's going to be true. No matter how much, for example, like if somebody thinks I'm a bad person, I could be a saint and not even change their mind. But hold on. Def- to a bad person based off of what they're... We're using layman's terms. No, I get it. I get it. I bad get person? It. Whatever perspective. Quali- every one of us can qualify as a bad sure. person and a good person. Yes. I cannot... There's no way everyone I've met likes me. It's impossible. Exactly. So all perspectives are true. Yeah. Yeah. So you think everyone you so run into likes you? Of course not. It's impossible. Especially, <laughs> Especially me. But it's also... Impossible. Also, you could you could be a person that is not disliked. So, which means you're a person that doesn't really sway the boat. You're a person that doesn't really like confrontation. So, you're just like staying in the clear from all negative emotion from others. So, that's you are not disliked, but also how liked are you? I look at it like this: in today's society, you can't please everybody. Yeah, I don't care. You can be a billionaire who gives up half of his earnings to. Taxes. <laughs> to taxes to to every single nonprofit that needs it, or you can be a total poor douchebag and everybody's like, oh, you know what? He's hilarious. He's a douchebag, but he's hilarious. Uh, you can't make everybody happy. There's jealous people out there. There's haters out there, and it's life. You can't you can't help but live for yourself at this point. Yep. Because I look at it like 
and you know we'll talk about relationship coaching is kind of tie into it but for me it's about me my wife and my kids that's it okay it's that that's that's what my life is your chop liver just letting you know we all are yeah. according to arno yeah priority wise <laughs> their priority like for example i'm Which sure you, same I, know, for I you. agree with you i same agree, you. agree with you and i'm i'm assuming same for you as well yes priority is your wife and your kids and then, you know, a lot of people, when they, who was that? It was that? I think it was an Asian guy who we talked about putting your hands together as far as the ring fingers together. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was the middle finger. You put the middle finger together. That's where the thumb signifies, basically shows that, oh, it's your parents. Your parents can always separate from each other and separate from you. Your index finger is your siblings. And your pinky is your kids. But your ring finger can't separate it. Who you're tied into. Damn. So basically, let me put it to you this way, guys. Take your hands, fold your middle fingers, connect them. You should you try can't, this experiment. Yeah, here. you can't separate your ring fingers. You can't yeah. separate, and which oh, kind of okay. shows that, you know, that's why you're kind of tied into each other. Kids will separate from you. Parents will separate from you. Siblings will separate from you. I got it. No. <laughs> connect that's you. a beautiful analogy for companionship. And actually, I was talking to David, my companion for life mm-hmm. uh before i got here and i said david like that's really the reason why p- marriages and relationships fail is because there's not true companionship within that relationship and the understanding of companionship is it's deep it signifies that you together have a deeper understanding of why you're here together on this earth next to each other how are you going to fulfill each other and it's not a matter of what they're doing for you, like JFK said. It's what you're doing for them. Are you in a state of service to your companion? If not, then you're going to be constantly in a state of need from your companion, and you're not going to be able to deliver anything that your companion wants. Neither is your companion there, or your partner, a person that you're living with. There's no long, it's not a companion if you're not going to be able to understand each other, communicate with each other, and develop the skills that you need so that way you do not allow the toxicity to drip into a bucket, eventually become full, and then spill into your entire life. And that's it. You, you start wondering what happened. Well, what happened was when you were allowing the drip to happen, the drip turned into a full bucket. Overflowed. Yes. Now, te- uh, terminology-wise, companion. Yeah. You use that word. What does that mean for you? Like every... Husband and wife is considered companion? Is a girlfriend-boyfriend relationship a companion? So any mm-hmm. one of those flies? Is that what it is? So a companion is somebody... Like, for example, I'm not currently married uh, with my companion, but we live together, we raise our children together, we work together, we com- we converse deeply with each other. He knows what's going on in my mind. I know what's going on in his mind. Uh, we are truthful with each other. Uh, we trust each other. We obey and honor each other um so obeying and honor do have a role within each other in for your sure. opinion i believe so i believe that when you have true companionship uh it doesn't become obeying anymore it becomes like you're not obeying them you're obeying the mission that you have together so what's your mission together as partners and are you obeying the rules of the mission which means you know like what are your rules together what have you guys come up with? What's your project? So use the relationship as a project. And um, 
of course, like, I'd like to add that I have been married and divorced. And because I didn't know these things, I'm sure that uh, in, a, in another life, if I knew, uh, uh, knew and understand these things that I understand now, I would have probably been able to work on the relationship in a different way. But because I didn't know and because I didn't have guidance, because there was no one around me that was giving me what I needed, the tools that I needed, the, fail, the uh, relationship failed. No matter how much you want to stay, no matter how much you want to make it work, it just becomes too toxic to stay in for the both of you. Your children are experiencing the toxicity. Don't think that staying together is going to be the one thing that you're going to do that's going to be beneficial. You're going to stay together. That's beautiful. But make sure when you stay together, you start healing the parts of you that's causing you to want to break apart. So it's irresponsible, to say the least, to know that you have a problem and to continue to behave in the same manner that causes the problem. You know, it's irresponsible. I think one of the biggest problems in society today is a lot of people, basically, when they get married and stuff isn't working out, they have children. And then things continue to not work out. They go, oh, well, maybe we need another one. Yeah. And then they'll bring another kid into the picture. See the pattern? Yeah. And it, mind you, this is, this is a, these are stories that I've heard in the past from relationships. And eventually they, they do end up divorcing. It does become messy. And in all honesty, the one person that actually suffers throughout all of this is actually the kids, mm-hmm. Unless child or Nars children. Position. Now, NAR is one of those very rare cases where Armenian divorce happens <laughs> clean. Well, not, let's not That's say Armenian insane. divorce. Let's just say divorce. Well, I mean, no, it's more common. Well, let's just say divorce. it's more common because you because that's what you see because it's, yeah, it's that's your, what you know. Yeah, if exactly. you were if you were Filipino, you'd be like Filipino divorces. If you were <laughs> Filipino, yeah, Filipino. If you were Hispanic, you'd say Hispanic divorces. So let's just keep it at divorces. Divorces overall. Let's not discriminate. Ninety-nine percent of the time, they get dirty. And yeah, when you say divorces, it actually expands the pool. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. Okay, it's not crazy to me. I'll tell you what it is. My peace and my conservation of my energy was way more important to me than what I could get in an alimony, uh, what I could get at child support. I don't get any of that. Uh, and I refused it. And we have a working relationship. Uh, I never went through court system. Uh, and we're both amicable. She's like, it was just the three ninety five for the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So went to Norwalk together. No. <laughs> filed papers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not to make a joke no, out no, of the no, situation. No, no, no. It's funny. No. By the way, which I, I want to actually talk about that. Uh, part of the reason why... Mar- okay, so when you're having a problem with your mate, okay, try to refrain from using your relationship as a point of a joke when you're in conversations with people or anything. So the reason why I say that is because, and I, I brought this up because it was like something that stuck out to me. Like, She's like, you guys are guilty of this. Let me bring it up now. Well, I just want to say it because like as a woman, I want to express how women feel. Like they don't want the marriage to be a joke. You know, no, Nobody gets married for y- you to use the marriage as a joke or to joke with your friends about, oh, don't get married or don't like, making the sly comments or making like, weird comments, even though you think you're joking, uh, I recommend, I recommend to really avoid joking with your partner because you think that that might help the situation, make a laugh, blah, blah. Avoid the joke. 
and really concentrate on what the problem is. And I know I went like dived deep into this, but I wanted to bring that up before I forgot. Kind of lost me to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> let's go back in this one. Okay, so the behavior that we have with our partners is important for the communication. Okay, so how we behave is how we also communicate. If your marriage is on the rocks at home and you go out to dinner with friends and like let's say you're you know joking around and you use your marriage as a point of reference for a joke. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like, for example, it's not going to be funny. So, for example, you're like three, four couples out yeah. on a dinner, and then you're the couple that's having issues, yet you turn around and make a stupid remark towards your wife. Oh, it's nice you're to see you here. You're going home to a fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't expect the romance when you get Bro, back. You're not going day, home you know? to a fight. The car ride's going to yeah. be a fight all the way home. Okay. So, you know so what I'm talking about. Of course. Then. Yeah. Of course. I've, I mean, I've, I've witnessed it with certain couples where you. You see them, the valet is pulling up, they get into the car, the door shuts, and you see it right away. They're pulling out, and you're Bro. like, that's going to be a nasty ride home. Oh, man. Really? Oh, yeah. Man. man, I miss so much. I'm, I, don't, I don't think I watch people enough. Like, you guys have an eye for people and what care. they're feeling. Like, I just don't give a shit. No, no. When it's, <laughs> when it's, when it's, <laughs> when it's friends of yours yeah. and you witness it take place, it's kind of... You want to help them, but at the same time, it's like you look at and say, you know what? It's not my place. I, but I whose know. place is it, you guys? Let's, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about accountability for each other. So you obviously care about your friend and his wife going home. And then if you get involved, you're the first one to be ousted. Ousted from in, where? You, that relationship, even if it survives, you're gone. As the third party, you're always screwed. Look, okay. in any situation. Hold on. Let's, let's look at it this way. If it was me 10 years ago, I would say, hey, You'll what's going involved. on? How is everything? Remember when I was saying my priorities, priorities are? Yeah. Now it's more of like, uh, hey, if Gago and Diana are having a fight, hey, Gago, Diana, go figure your shit out. Don't bring that toxic energy Take, go, take yeah. Diana, go or, on a date to Gago. Or, <laughs> you guys, that's a, that's a way to do it. But may I offer another perspective? Go ahead. Hey, Gago, Diana. I noticed that you guys are having a problem in your relationship. I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to dive into it because it's not in my business. But what I want to do is I want to offer you a referral to see Coach Nar. I know. Where is it? There you go. See? Oh, nice. All right, I'm going to use that in my set. <laughs> okay. No, I get it. I get what you mean. So as far as seeking. Yes. You don't need to be the guy that gets in the middle of it all. But you do need to be the guy that's offering some sort of lifeline. And it doesn't have to be me, even though I it encourage it. Um, Seeking another, I want to call it stranger's advice for a relationship is probably one of the hardest things for any couple to do. Uh, number one, it's... What about the couples that seek that help without the help well, being well, well, needed? Well, There's well, two well, ways. Well, we'll get to that as well. But, I mean, let's let's not go off topic on it. But uh, talk about that. women will do it. Men won't do it. And That's untrue. Mm, uh, as, a, as a coach, I will tell you that is untrue. What's a coach? As a personal Start development there. coach, as a life coach, what's I will tell you that coach? I have... Like, there's the, these... These new terms. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold, hold on. We'll get into life. We'll okay. get into that as well. We're, we're jumping from. Yeah. We're completely going off the rails as far as what we're talking about. But I think in our culture, for men going to a therapist, it's more frowned upon. 
as in like there's nothing wrong with me it's you it's an ego thing mm-hmm. i'd who, say who frowns upon it other men uh, like do you frown upon it i don't me personally no i probably do okay yeah tell me i feel like <sighs> we could talk it out you could talk it out you you're, see i've been with my wife for 22 years that's beautiful we have issues of hey, course Jess. we have issues but you talk it out or you don't talk it out. You silence it out for 24 so hours and put a reset. Band, put a know? Band-Aid on it and then take a, take a peek every, every now and then, <laughs> make sure it's healed. But those, those little peeks actually bring more interest into the relationship sometimes. Consider I, the coach like the Neosporin. Like, yeah, the scar See, the is going to be minimized. Okay, I'm going to tell you something. Neosporin doesn't work on it. Okay, this is you two months. <laughs> if it's not healing, it's not healing. The two okay. months, right? That's that's so, fair. So I'm telling you, it's just there's no set standards to help someone. Not everybody mm-hmm. can use your help. Sometimes help can actually hurt someone. I'm going to agree with you and say that not everyone can use my help. Like this coaching is for people who recognize that they need some sort of guidance in their relationship. If you and Jess have a beautiful communicative relationship with each other. That is amazing, and everyone should follow your lead in the relationship. I don't think I'm a model relationship. Me and my wife have issues, too. Just everyone like has everyone issues. But it's the way you go about it. Yes, yes, yes. You, yeah. If you're not willing to let it go sometimes and thug it out till the end on some issues and let the other person have the win on other ones, you're never going to be happy. You have to. It's a give and take. Really, All relationships. You think a marriage is any different from a good friendship? No. It's really not. It's everyone's invested. Marriage is an Im- both sides are invested. This is an investment. Everything in life is an investment. Yes. All relationships are an investment and it's especially important to maintain important relationships. Yes. And Some are not even worth fighting for, others you fight till the end for. For sure. And sometimes you don't need to fight. Like maybe we need to revert out of this idea of fighting for and actually actually understand that what we're doing instead with each other. What are we doing? We're we're not fighting for anything. We have to come to an understanding about the relationship. So that way we can stay on the track. We need to stop thinking that we're fighting for this. Like it's not going anywhere, right? Definitely. So – so now what you can do is learn the skills that can help you and Jess to not even go through those minimal issues and learn the skill that will help you communicate with each other that will get you through those issues much quickly unless you like it, unless you like it like that. I like issues. <laughs> it makes it interesting. It's a generational thing. I think so. Look, because I like a little challenge in my life. <laughs> but a challenge yes, but you want to make sure it's, it's, a, you make it's, sure a, it's healthy a healthy challenge, challenge of course. bro. Nothing, look, there's times where being away for like an hour from one another is a good thing. So we have to start learning, learning how to deal with that hour. Take Separation your anxiety? No, I take my hour and just go on my own ride for an hour and I come back refreshed. You and, you and her, you and your beautiful wife yes. have an understanding. Yes, it okay. takes time to get... That's just like everything else in life. Even a b- good relationship mm-hmm. takes time to build. And you practiced. Practice makes perfect. You got to go through a remodel or building a house together. Mm-hmm. 
will test your relationship. Oh, yeah, 100%. Go <laughs> through a remodel, it'll test your relationship. Going on a one-week camping trip, it's not about camping. It's about getting to know one another yes. even better. You have to do these things. I This is what mind boggles me. Nine years they've been dating. They're together seven days a week. Three months into the marriage and they're divorced. It's a, it's a shocker to me. You, you didn't ask these questions. You didn't talk about if you want kids or not. You didn't talk about how many kids you want. You didn't talk about the role of the parents in this relationship. Uh, you have uh, to talk uh, about... You see, yeah, that's, that's one big have, problem. Bro, you have to understand. You have to talk to <laughs> get it. See, that's, that's, that's one of the biggest problems in... Now, I'm, I'm going to go into the as far as Armenian, but I'd say in any foreign relationship, whether you're Armenian, you're Persian, you're Arabic, doesn't matter what you are. What's, what problem are we talking about? The parents getting involved in the relationship and the children allowing the parents yes. to get involved in the relationship. Yes. It has, to be, it has to be, okay, your husband and wife, you're married, mom and dad are here, mom and Mother-in-law and father-in-law are here. Everybody's separated. They do not need to be involved in your relationship. You know, as soon as one of them gets into the daughters, the sons, doesn't matter what it is, into their head and starts filling their head up with certain... Bro, no loving parent will do it's something a, it's a rest- to hurt, hurt that relationship. No, no, none of the adults okay, want to loving parent. Who are they? Who are they loving? The unity. The, not there. You can't be like, oh, that's my kid. Let me protect my kid. Bro, listen. I deal, I deal with not only selling homes for a living, I deal with divorce sales as well, man. And I'll tell you this much. When you hear the stories behind a lot of this shit, man, I'll, I promise you, bro, yeah. parents need to stay out of the kids' relationships. It's, it, it's, I hear it every single time. And it's not only the, it's not only the mom and the daughter. No. It's the mom and the son as well, mm-hmm. where the mom will go to the son and, and the son will always look for a wife to compare it to mom. Oh, well, my mom did it this way. My mom did it that way. My mom did it this way. Mm-hmm. And when the wife Basic doesn't psychology. do it a certain way, it's like instead of him saying, okay, you know what? This is a different person. This is not my mom. Psychology, like she yeah. said, has but a lot to But that's basic psychology that most people don't understand. So when they do that, they're not realizing that they're actually doing that. Most people have no idea that they're projecting other people's versions of themselves upon each other. Yeah. Most people have no idea who they are. And therefore, when they start feeling contradictory feelings within themselves, they have no idea how to confront it because, like, who are you? Yeah. You know, like, wh- who are you going to uh, defend? Wh- what is this that you're actually defending? What is the mission? What is the mission between you two? See... When you when you hear the word defend, that's uh, it doesn't sound like it, but it's a powerful word. Yeah. And when that word comes up in a fight, like defend, it's like okay, if I'm not defending you, then I'm your enemy. You're right. So it's like if a mom and a wife get into an argument, and the wife comes in and says, "Well, who are you going to defend, me or your mom?" Mm-hmm. Or the mom says, "Who are you going to protect, me or your wife?" I think that's one of the worst. Things sure. you could say to somebody who's stuck in the middle. For sure. Especially if it's someone that you share life with as a son or husband. Yeah. There should never be anyone pin, pinning each other against each other. Yeah. I'm if actually been getting in trouble as we speak, guys. So. <laughs> 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 no, Jess, Jess, Jess and Elena tune in. 
So yes, they do. They, they do. tune in. They definitely do. Should I tune in too? No, of well, course you, you should. should tune in. But uh, so is your significant no. other tuned in? Yes, he has All to right. be. Yeah. Let's ask him a few questions. Dob, well, Dob Ryan, Dob see, Ryan. Oh, that's you. There you go, Dob Ryan. See, why? Why did you choose not to get married? Uh, not necessarily why I chose not to get married. It's just, uh, for example, David and I we speak about this, and we think that the that marriage right now is convoluted. And when we understand, we are already feeling like we're in a married union without the actuality of paperwork. Paperwork, tax uh, benefits, tax benefits, but that's not Is saying there that really we will. Tax benefits? It's not that big of a deal, but no. right now, right now, we're not married. But that's not to say we won't get married. It's just uh, we're already living as such as a happily married couple who's raising kids together, and that's our mission. Like, everything else that we do in between is arbitrary. Are we staying on the goal? Are we raising these people to be good human beings? Do you, when you guys go out and you introduce him, do you introduce him <coughs> as your husband? No, I say, this is David. That's it? Yeah, I don't need to label him. He already has one that was his given name. to him by birth. No, it's his name. I know. I yeah. get it. But, like, for example. The categorization of him. Yeah. If people I'm don't. I'm not saying he, those she, who have it, eyes. I'm not sh- asking if he's wearing a blue suit. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Narna. I'm yeah. sitting here with my hair nicely done, and I'm wearing a black <laughs> and, you ide- and you identify as... And I identify as a woman. Yeah. And you use pronouns? She, her. Your Highness. Oh, there you go. And Dabo uses... Your Majesty. Your Grace. But no, the only reason why I say this, for example... When we go to a business event, family event, wedding, anything, you know, I'll introduce my, I'll say, oh, this is my wife, Elena. Yeah. Or she'll introduce me vice versa. This is my husband, Arno. Have you ever guys just said, this is Alina? This no, is Arno? I haven't. No. Try it out. It's exhilarating. In what way? But it's kind of You leave obvious. people wondering. Like, no, no, it's, that's, that's, <laughs> I can't, bro, I can't. <laughs> Why? What makes you feel uncomfortable? It's not about uncomfortable. It's yeah. that's, that is my wife. This, so I want to introduce them as my wife. So this what? What's that supposedly doing? I feel so like I'm leaving something out. It's like but this I is don't Elena. say this is my wife. I say this is my wife, Jesse. That means, that I sure. Like if you maybe? came to me and you said this is David, I'd be like, okay. and, and uh, <laughs> where's the second portion of this? So, so because I'm leaving it up to your imagination, you're feeling uncomfortable. No, it's just I want to make sure like I don't. What? You are uncomfortable. I don't you started sweating. What? You're sweating all no, of a no, sudden. No, no, no. It's more of like a, I want to make sure, like, okay, like, is it a, is it boyfriend? <laughs> is it I want to make sure. He's the bureau of guys that make sure. <laughs> no. The, the reason, no, no, no. Because, no, because certain. No, 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 no. Why? Watch. The reason why I say it is because when somebody is a boyfriend and girlfriend, or if somebody's a f- uh, fiance, yeah. or if somebody's married to somebody, when you engage in conversation with them, you kind of it's kind of like an icebreaker as far as understanding. Okay, are these people married? Are they? Well, engaged? why can't you just ask? Like, if I don't introduce them as David, my companion, my husband, I my think business. I, I think it would be proper to actually introduce somebody as you know what this is David. And okay, so he's not my husband. So what should I introduce him as? Shit, I don't know. Your exactly. companion. companion? Oh, oh, really? <laughs> Hey everyone, this is my companion David. Please, in- please, I'd like to introduce to <laughs> companion David. No, I mean I, I don't know what else you would. How, how Just else you David. Say? Significant. Other. Oh God. 
Yeah. See, I have a problem with other. these labels. Like, he's, he says this is You guys is don't Narnia think we have too many labels? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to... I'm or trying hold to on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Minimize it by... Yes, less the best. Are you... Are you, you guys, how long have you guys been together? Four years. Four years. Uh, do you consider him your significant other? As far as, like, possible husband figure? I live with him. He's I saved his life. Of. He saved my life. Okay. So, which on, one was as the far as... As far as an unofficial standpoint, you wouldn't be like, this is, this is my husband, David, or this is my wife, Narna? I mean, unofficially, that's what I said. Because there's people we that are have been, as if we're married without the actual paperwork and whatnot. But as per labels, we are not husband and wife. They suck. And I personally don't, I'm almost, you know, I'm 38 years old. I don't want to be calling in my boyfriend. Hey everyone, this is my boyfriend. Like it just it doesn't sound right. I don't feel good about labeling and I just enjoy his company as David, you know. He's David. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I get it, I get it. And I mean I I guess I guess each each person looks at call it labeling their significant other a certain way. Ima, yours is David. Mm-hmm. I would prefer labeling But what? Like, okay, I asked you, what would you label him then? Well, he doesn't want to be with David. I would, no, would I would rather that, be with David. No, that, hence the reason why I asked you. I said, how long have you guys been together? And how do you guys see each other? To the point where I'm sure you guys would see each other as husband and wife. We do. So, I mean, but, literally calling him. You know, this is, this is David, my husband. Okay, so I see your perspective 100%. And I'm just saying that because it doesn't matter to me, like, what I call him or how I introduce him to people. I introduce them by the na- thing they can call him because they're not going to say, hey, my husband, David. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, Nar's no. husband. Hey, Nar's husband, David. No, no. They're just going to say David, right? So I just go straight for the jugular. Like, this is David. This is David. I go think about and it. And then when they say, hey, so what's going on with you and Narina? And be like, she's the love of my life. You know? She's she, my companion. He's got she's a great answer. Davo's got a great answer. What is that? Soulmate. Oh. Yes. That's what he said. We are. Well, That's definitely what we are. Well, good answer, gentlemen. But like, okay, but like, okay. This is my soulmate, David. So go. just look, every instance I freaking have to say something, it just, I could say all of the above, right? I could say soulmate. I could say companion. I could say partner. I could say love. I could say man. I could say anything. I, I could say husband. So all of these things I can use mm. in conversation when describing David Guys, this helps me understand a lot more. As far as? See, this helps me understand why there's uh, all these different genders now. (laughs) 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 Which is why I'm trying to simplify by eliminating (laughs) labels. You know, we're next to each other. We're walking in a room together. Uh, You know, we're impenetrable in the sense that, like, I'm, I'm with him. You know, we are together. And that's all, and like I said, those who have eyes, let them see. Those who have ears, let them hear. There's nothing that I would say to people that would make it more solid, if that makes sense, yeah, than no, it already is. No, it's because, again, I, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. As far as in our culture, it's more of like a, oh, you know, there's Narin and David, mm-hmm. but they're not married. Yeah. They're just they're just living together. And again, it's not something I want yeah. you to get the wrong idea as no, far no. as like it's frowned it's upon truth. or something. But I think with the relationship you and him have together now and the years you guys have been together and the fact that you guys have committed to 
raising the kids together and working and owning and you know just living life together mm-hmm. yeah you could consider him your husband not officially but there's plenty of wives and husbands who do absolutely none of that together oh yeah of course we see it all the time that's, that's why you were saying say. 99% but in reality when alfred was on our podcast he was a divorce attorney uh, he was saying 60% of marriages end up in divorce yeah and i think it's yeah, a generational it's a number, yeah it's 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 a huge number and this is in california and I th- the problem is is that it's easier to say I want a divorce let's forget this rather than thug sitting down and say not even thug it out man just talk hey listen what happened did I did did I fuck up did I mess up on something like wh- wh- talk to me tell me wh- tell me what happened and the one thing I hate is when they say you know what you did <laughs> Get the guessing the guessing game you know what you did so man. because people don't know how to communicate with each other. It gets to the divorce point. Yeah, that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the communication fault. Yeah. Again, not to mention any names. I had a client where, unfortunately, it ended up in a divorce a couple of years ago, and oh my god, I remember we we were sitting down doing paperwork, signing off on everything, and uh, the wife would jab at him and says, "You know why this is happening, right?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, I know why it's happening. Yeah, you know what you did. You know what you did." And he would turn and goes, "Bro, I I, I sort of got till today. I have no idea what to happen." Mm-hmm. But it was it, it ended up in a like nasty nasty divorce. It's like, dude, why aren't you guys talking? Why aren't you guys communicating? They don't know how. I'm telling you, most people don't know how. So, most people, aside from fears of a terrorist attack happening or like some weird catastrophe happening, the next fear is public speaking. So. When people are afraid of public speaking, that means that they're experiencing anxieties, which is normal when mm-hmm. before getting up on stage or getting up and speaking in front of people or even having a confrontation with your significant other. The butterflies in the stomach. Husband, we still whatever get, label we still you want to get put. those butterflies till today. That's that's your anxiety building up. Okay? And so uh, most joking, people bro. can't 200 shows in. <laughs> but assuming that your butterflies do come up in your relationships with people and all relationships, it could be with your boss, your coworker, your friend, anytime you feel that butterfly feeling, that's your anxiety coming up. And most people can't handle that. So what they do is instead of confronting why they feel that way in the first place, they ignore it. They push it down. They keep it going. And then eventually that that drip 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 fills the bucket. And it becomes like a, this toxic state. Do you kick over the bucket and start fresh, or what do you do? I mean, if you kick over a bucket of toxic to- uh, toxins, what's going to happen to the Toxicity? environment? It's going to seeps into the environment. Yeah, it seeps into the environment. Exactly. Again, go, remember, we were talking about it. Kids. That's who's going to be affected. Damn. You kick over a bucket, kids are going to be affected. Parents are going to be affected. Cousins are going to be affected. Everybody's going to be affected. See, and maybe nobody's affected other than you, and that's, that isn't enough for you to fix this. See, with, uh, with the older generation, as far as I'm talking about our parents, our grandparents, even our great-grandparents, for them, obviously, majority of th- when you go back to great-grandparents, I'd say maybe 90% of the marriages were arranged. Mm-hmm. They didn't date. They didn't go out. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, okay, this is who you are, and this is who your wife is going to be, and... That's how it is. And you got married, you had kids. Was and their sh- divorce rate higher or lower? The divorce lower. rate was much, much, much lower. Death but was divorced. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. death was the divorce, basically. But as time has gone on and That's more romantic. and more people are able to pick and choose. And again, I'm not, ta- I'm not advocating 
arranged marriages, people. Don't get the wrong Don't idea. Don't bullshit us, Arno. We all know you're in an <laughs> yeah, arranged yeah. marriage. Yeah, mine was an arranged marriage. I married my cousin, yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm not advocating as far as like uh, arranged marriages, but I think generationally uh, people have gotten soft. Okay, so everything is sped up, Arno. Everything is sped up. So Meaning. when... So when you said they're, they've been dating for nine years and they get married for three months and that's it? That's it. Yeah, because they've been dating for nine years. And so they've already lived their life as a married couple anyway. And this, at the nine-year mark is when they couldn't do it anymore. Is that, do you <laughs> think that's what it is? I think people... See, I, I'll disagree with that. I feel like you don't know someone until you live with them. There's changes. There's little habits. Sure. There's small little things about the person you live with you either learn to deal with it or if they're the type of person that's willing to adapt. Not everybody's willing to adapt. Some people, including maybe myself a little bit, I could admit, we're, we don't adapt real well to change. Okay. So it takes a long time for me to work on fixing something. That's because you don't know why you're fixing it. No, I, no of course you do. If you, if you want the relationship to work, you got to work at it, right? Sure. Is it one way? Is it always just, oh, you have to do everything the wife wants you to do? No. no. It works both ways. Now, if they're both willing to work on it and you're not pushing one another, oh, get that done. No. I'll get it done. If someone pushes someone too much, mm -hmm. they're more likely just not to do it. So, But that's what I'm saying when I say you don't know why you're doing it. You don't know why you're fixing it. So when you have to go, uh, okay, so if you're having a problem in your relationship... Okay. And your wife is requesting things from you that you're not able to deliver, according to her. Mm -hmm. But you're thinking, what am I doing wrong? Just like the case of that guy that never understood what he did wrong, yeah. right? Yeah, poor guy. He didn't understand what he was doing wrong <laughs> because his wife wasn't able to relay to him what she really wanted to say. And so she would say shit like, you know what you did. No. How does the guy supposed yeah, to know? No, he does not know Bro, he what was, he did. He was, As he was, men, he was we ruined. only understand Look. words. Literally, you have, like, for men, you have to literally tell them. You can't expect the guy to, you should know. It just doesn't work for us. Or he was a wreck. Like, he was, a, he, was, he was a broken person. Like, to the point where he was, like, he was, he was obviously seeing people, as far as therapists and stuff, to figure out what was wrong with himself. Because he was like, there's something wrong with me. Because they didn't have honest communication, open communication. The wife just assumed that he's supposed to know based upon what he's seeing other husbands do because that's what she's seeing other husbands doing. And now she's thinking, oh, well, I'm going to transmit this thought into his head. And if he doesn't do it, then he's a fuck up. Uh, and, and, and same goes with the husband. Like he thinks that the wife is supposed to be a certain way and she's not. I, I don't know. It's just these perceptions that wife and husband have of each other because of these labels associated with wife and husband and so because those labels have like these responsibilities right yeah nobody knows what those responsibilities are they just think that oh buy this spend that you know let's cover this up with more money more spending more uh facetious stuff and nobody really works on the core problems which by the way starts from most likely childhood uh but when I don't even want to take it there. Like, I want people to forget that they have problems. And I want people to understand that they can find solutions. Because when you're constantly working around a problem, mm -hmm. 
you're always going to remain in that problem. Like, are you finding solutions for each problem that you're experiencing? Or are you just going to vent? Are you just going to talk about it? Are you just going to complain? Are you going to stay in the same mode and same pattern of behavior that you've been in with your significant other, wife, husband, companion, partner, well, boyfriend, stay, girlfriend? If you stay in that same pattern, nothing is going to change. And a lot of people stay in that same pattern. And it's going to get worse. So does it change or does it get worse? It gets I mean, worse. Does nothing change or does it get worse? It gets worse. Yeah. Because what happens is now when you screw up on something else or if your significant other thinks you screwed up on something else, it just added more shit on top of the shit that they already talked about. And nobody knows it's even happened, really. it's Nobody knows that what's happening in the relationship is actually happening. They think it's the surface level crap, but what it really is is it's deeper. You have to really go into the philosophy of who you are as a person, why you married this person, or why you're with this person, and how your philosophies are overlapping, how they're not overlapping, how how you're so different. Uh, we need to study each other. And I read a comment here that said, if marriage is work, it doesn't pay well. John. Uh, yeah, if okay, marriage is work, and those who don't work well don't get paid well. Okay, marriage is work, and you could get paid very well if you put in the right work. And right work is like understanding each other, what you, what it's right for you. So I some, pe some people understand paid just in financial. On a monetary note. It's not monetary paid, guys. <laughs> it's completely different. No, it definitely It means more not. than the financial pay. It's a lot more than that. It's a spiritual payoff. Yes. Okay, so those who experience life in all its... Misery are those who don't find true companionship. Tell me I'm wrong. I, get what, I know what you. I know exactly what you mean. But see, John always jokes about his his marriage. Till today, no I one sort has of ever it. seen his wife. Not only seen his <laughs> wife, it's more of like a. You don't know if he's actually being serious about some of the comments, because when he says certain things about his relationship. Like me being in a very healthy and happy marriage, it's like I look at his and I go, shit, like, bro, do you need help? Do you, can, can I, can I really? help? I swear to God, bro. Like, uh, like, it's like, dude, go, maybe go see somebody. I look at it completely the opposite way. Okay, because Arno probably doesn't joke about his relationship. Yeah. like I, So I, he doesn't I, value that quality. Like, and, and, yeah, see, and, and again, it's like, so, some of the shit he says, like, it's really, really over the line. Where yeah, but imagine. Like, if his wife were to hear it, would she laugh? Yeah, and exactly. Of course, I'm sure she hears it. And <laughs> if she was not too happy with it, he would have known by now. Yeah. But he's been doing the same thing for four years that we know. Yeah. And we don't know how many years he's been doing this, right? Again. Uh, but he looks like he's happy, yet we've never seen the woman Again, we're we're really? talking about this openly because obviously it's a, it, it's, it's John. John, John has been John's with us been, for yeah. God knows how long. But uh, it's it, for me, like I said, it's kind of like a. <laughs> he said he want to sell his house. <laughs> oh, John saying it. <laughs> uh, Hands geez. off my house. He said. Uh, no, no. I look at it as again. Any time I have to deal with any of those scenarios, guys, you have no idea the the amount of stress that goes into my life. And my wife sees it all the time, and she'll she'll say it. She goes, you know, you okay? Oh yeah, about I'm, 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 as far the as like divorce sales. divorce sales, man. 
I deal with them a lot, bro. And it's, they're terrible, especially when there's kids involved, man. Like, before we had kids... Your ass is sensitive, yeah. huh? Before we had kids, hug? <laughs> after show. Okay. Uh, before we had kids, I wasn't as attached to children. Mm. Now that I have kids, boy and girl, now it's like anytime I see something with a child involved, dude, like it hits me in the gut so hard. Where I'll sit at nights and I'll be laying in bed, I'll be looking up at the sky. My eyes are closed, but my mind is going like a hundred miles an hour. And I'm not thinking about the parents. I, mm-hmm, I, for mm-hmm. me, it's like, whatever. It's like, I see the kids and I'm just like, oh my God, I hope, I hope this works out where I don't sell it and they could just work it out or it is what it is. They're going to get a divorce. I hope the fate of these kids isn't in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen people on social media publicize their divorces and mm-hmm. their breakups. And when you see the kids involved in those divorces, you're just like, fuck, bro, this, the, the fate of these kids is in the wrong hands. And you'll say, I wish I could adopt them. I wish they can go to a foster family. Mm-hmm. I wish they could go to grandma and grandpa. Anybody, anybody except for those human beings. Because you've seen the way that they behave in front of the kids? You see the way they portray themselves online. I see, online, okay. Oh, Okay, now we're getting into nitty-gritty territory. I'm just saying. Well, I agree with you. Uh, I'd like to bring up one public thing that happened within our community. Uh, So, and it was very public, so I'm going to talk about it. But the thing that happened with Ella and Jack being publicized in that manner, I mean, I didn't know any of that stuff was going on with them because I don't per se, follow their lives, but I only knew because it started getting spread out. and Yeah, people were sending it to each other. Yeah, it was really, it was really devastating watching the children in the house, of course, um, experiencing what they witnessed. Uh, so you're, I'm vicariously living through the kids right now. You know? And so when that happened, and it's very saddening for me that this happened to this family in such a public way, cause they were, but also they were in the public eye from the get-go. So, of course, this had to happen publicly. But at the same time, what is happening afterwards is what's confusing to me. It's like, and Ella, uh, if you're listening or you hear this or somebody hears this, I want to offer, you know, services because I feel like people do need to be talking about this kind of situation that's that they're, and, and not, don't get it from me, but. I want people to actually experience coaching or therapy after their divorces. I want that to be normal. What's happening is that most people are not experiencing. They're just going through the divorce and then ending up more wrecked afterwards. And, and their kids are witnessing them being wrecked. And no amount of fun TikTok videos are going to change what we saw happen you know, in the household. So... It's it's weird that the vibe is trying to be changed, and I I, we're, I feel weird saying it because I don't want to put a public family on, on I don't want to put anyone on blast, but I'm just saying like there are things that needs to happen after that happened, and there needs to be some healing and accountability because all of us were witness to that, you know, and we all experienced that, and I feel like it just got like brushed under the rug, and we have to just go on and act like none of this ever happened. And how are we accountable to each other? You know, like, how are we accountable to each other? Why are we, yeah. as, as far as, like, 
I know I, I know I said it around in circles because I wasn't ready to no, talk no, no. about that. I know, I know. It's because it, it's you know weird. It, you yeah. know what it is? It's uh, again, they're going through whatever they're going through. Sure. For us, it's kind of like, you know, God be with you. Whoever, if you're not religious, whatever it is that you want, whatever energy you want, be with you. Um, make sure you guys get through it, and it's as healthy as possible. Again, not for your sake, not for your significant other. But again, I look at it as for the kids' for the sake. the kids. Because Teddy said it best on our show, man. Teddy said, those are my investments. Mm-hmm. Those are my future. And if you've brought in your children, if you've brought in children into this world that are your investments, your future, you want to make sure that you're bringing good people into this future. And if psychologically those children see or go through certain things... Just make sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you take care of them as far as on a psychological level. Yes. Have them yeah. s- s- see people, talk to people. And again, people I'm that not, are not you. I'm not pinpointing uh, Jackson, Ella's marriage. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. If you went through a certain divorce where there was abuse, uh, there was verbal abuse, physical abuse, any sort of abuse in there where the children witnessed it firsthand, if it's done with and you guys are separated and you guys aren't talking, God's sake, make sure you get those kids help. Because mm-hmm. you like you just said, those TikTok videos might be a little bit of a band-aid, but on a psychological and on an emotional note, those kids have witnessed something that is gonna be stuck with them for a very, yeah. very long time. And they it were takes exposed. W- yeah, and it takes one very emotional event to trigger that again. Mm-hmm. Which is something that a lot of people don't understand is that certain things that happen in your life where you you yourself will brush it under the rug, but an event will take place where it'll trigger it and it'll become this disgusting, dirty, dirty mess where you'll go through the you'll go through a spiral. An emotional, physical spiral where you'll be like, Holy shit, I need help. So the kids don't know any better. Yeah. They they really don't. And I think bro we talk about like marriages and like the physical abuse. Johnny Depp was one of the best examples. Oh come on! What? Uh, look, anything that has to do with actors in Hollywood and that bullshit show they put on for us, I ain't buying it, bro. Really? You didn't buy Depp's? None of it. With Amber Heard. None of it. <laughs> Even with the audio and all that stuff, bullshit. It was a Johnny Depp show. I love it. It was, it was a complete I, shit I, show, I, and it took away three months of people's lives. That's it. Did you that, follow that it? You were all. I, I didn't watch it either. You didn't I watch didn't, it? No, I don't. I give didn't. A shit. I, I didn't follow it full on. But the one thing that I did follow was how Amber Heard was making a fool of herself on on national TV. This everything they show you on TV is a give and take, just like a relationship. Bro, it were, was like let's put me too, me too, me too, and then it's like oh let's pull me too a little bit. Push this a little forward, guys, guys, guys. Oh, he was right. Johnny Depp was right. So what? You That's think it was something? Against, you think it's it was something against? Show. You think it was something against Me Too? The Me Too movement? No, no you brought a good point. The Edgar. people busy. I think it was also a save Johnny Depp's reputation campaign. Yes, part of it for sure. I mean, I bet I bet you a million dollars that they even orchestrated all of this shit. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard conspiracy theory time. They orchestrated all of this because Johnny was like, you know, uh, thwarted was he out. Money? No, he was thwarted out of Hollywood supposedly. Was he making money at that moment? I don't know. I didn't are follow. You, are, 
you know how much money Johnny Depp is making off yeah, of? But <laughs> he's making off of money what, he, uh, uh, what he's already worked on. But was he getting more work? His reputation His was reputation tarnished. was down the hole. His rep, okay. Here, let me and it wasn't okay. only Johnny Depp, guys. This is a, to wait, keep wait, wait. the masses busy. It's a, it's a juggling act Again. the media uses on us. Depp, well, that's just Depp, Johnny Depp doesn't need to work. Of course not. He really doesn't need to work. Uh, I think he's set up on a financial note very, very well. Uh, mind, look at how many Pirates movies he did. Yeah. He's done Alice in Wonderland. And is he doing more now? Oh, he said no. He's, uh, he's not going to do any more Pirates of the Mo- oh. Caribbean movies. And mind you, I don't know. Look, I'm a Johnny Depp fan. I've, I've seen a lot of his movies. And let me tell you this. Johnny Depp doesn't watch his own movies. I don't know if you guys know that. I don't do my own did stuff. You, did either. you watch your own wedding video? Yeah. I did. Oh, See, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, that. but mind it. you, there's. A, I was there. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like, uh, Understand me. You're comparing a wedding to a multi-million-dollar production. Uh, he do, when Bro, the, when for the my status when the red carpet <laughs> happens when the red carpet happens. You know what he's doing, right? <laughs> he doesn't. He's not in the theater watching the movie. He's okay. out signing autographs for. That's his smart. Fans. Smart and then when they ask him, they say, have you seen your movie? He goes, my kids have seen more of my movies than I have. Mm-hmm. Because he's afraid of himself <laughs> on the screen. So check this out. Because he's afraid he might make a mistake that he'll catch. Like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. Nobody else will notice. He will notice it. Yeah, but it's not about no anyone else. It's like, the self it's is When it comes to Hollywood, for me, it's like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> the rest can go to hell. I really You're hilarious. You. He's the only Adam human left in Hollywood. Keanu Reeves? That's it. Adam Sandler? I love Keanu Reeves. Adam Sandler, I, um. I, I, I can give you that. <laughs> I can give you that. The guy does just pop into a random park and play ball with the people. That's yeah, great. And, he, and the way he dresses. people like regular. That, you know? You're talking about like being just a human being. Human being. Yeah, that's I where I go. Like For me, Keanu Reeves is separate from the rest of them. Why? Because he takes the subway home and to Maybe. No. work. Have you heard about he what he's done for his own sister? No, I haven't. A lot of people won't do what he's what doing. What did he do? Gave up his career for a few years to sit next to his sick sister. I mean, we not a lot of humans do that. That's a good human being. Oh, like he cut... He's had cool. a really hard life, and people who usually have a hard life, when they get that amount of money in their hands, they usually lose it, right? Mm. This guy was humble enough to do it the right way. Yeah, you said Metro. You know, yeah, I like pe- humans like that. Now, the he pro- doesn't need, he could have three, four But, like, you don't guards. even take the Metro. No, <laughs> not, but but I don't live that life either. So I'm going to challenge Keanu Reeves. I don't have a $20,000 motorcycle. All right, so, so I'm going to challenge Keanu Reeves doing that. To just wanting to experience being human. And and also, it's great publicity when no other celebrity is doing that. So, these people are all in our public eye. And also, sitting next to your si- sick sister, it's beautiful, but he can afford to do that. So, all of these things that they're doing is not necessarily when something you're we in don't Hollywood, do. When you take two years out of your career in Hollywood, it's not only the money we're talking about. It's the opportunities you're missing besides the money. Yeah, but if you set yourself up correctly, you won't miss those opportunities. And also, uh, maybe we should change our perspective about people in Hollywood. I don't have anything for them. I don't really care for them. I mean, what I'm saying is maybe taking the subway is just the guy taking the subway, and he's going and making millions off of a show or movie, and he's just taking the subway. Like, let's just look at it like that. Even athletes-wise, like, I don't care. Like, I had friends that were legitimately crying. Kobe passed away. It's sad for any human to pass away. But I never knew Kobe. I couldn't, 
let it get to me. It was Kobe. It was just a guy on TV. I never knew the guy personally. Did it not affect you at all? At all. At all. Zero. Zero. As he's a, a human being. I mean, I don't want him to die. Did you feel anything alive, when Kobe passed? But just Honestly, what I felt was not for Kobe, but for the people who did love Kobe. I felt their, the energy of the people. And I felt sad for the people. And, and yeah, Kobe is a leader. Like he, was, he still is till this day. He's a, pro, a thought provo- provocateur. He's a leader. People idolize him. They emulate him. And so he's, it was a loss for the world. Not just for, it was just a loss for the world as a leader. See, I talk, uh, but I didn't of, feel any type a, of way. A lot of people could vouch for this. I talk shit about Kobe all the time. Yeah, like when people compare Kobe to Jordan, Kobe to Jordan, they're like, Jordan's the goat. I think there's even players that are better than Kobe in the top five, even in the top ten. That's and, great, and I'll talk shit about it. But when I first heard the news of Kobe passing, I remember one of the guys texted me and he said, "Holy shit, bro, Kobe died." And I was like, it was one of those TMZ bullshit kind of uh, fake news things. Or and then I also thought it was that big black uh, penis that everybody sends out. Oh yeah, well not everybody. No, (laughs) that's what I thought it was. Not everybody knows. Yeah, I was. I was afraid to click on it. I was afraid to click on it. I was like afraid to open up the. I was like, I was like, they sent it. I was like, oh gee, should I click on it? It's gonna be that guy again. And then I was like, all right, you know what? And then all of a sudden it's like TMZ breaking news: Kobe Bryant dies in crashed helicopter. And at first, I kind of brushed off. I was like, no, there's no way this is legit, bro. There's no way this really happened. And then a couple hours later, you turn the TV on, and you see the news is talking about it, and then there's tweets going out, and then there's... And I think it really, really hit me when Shaq tweeted about it. Yeah. I'm not... Again, like I said, this goes back to what I was saying. I was never a Kobe fan. I was never a Laker fan. But Kobe's death affected me for... I'd say maybe four or five days where I was like, holy shit, bro. We just lost one of the greatest basketball players of all time who had just retired to enjoy life with his family. Mm-hmm. Because he was a hard worker. He was in the gym at like 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. And I don't, I don't remember how many years he played. I think it was 18 years or something like that, whatever it was. But the years he played basketball, you look at it and you go, he took all that time away from his wife, his four daughters, to basically create what he's created, that empire for them. But he had everything. He Again, he had everything. Ironic, isn't it? Why did you sound like an evil villain yeah, when you said seriously. that? <laughs> he, had every, he had everything. You're absolutely right. You, he, he, I'm sorry. He had everything, but he didn't enjoy everything. His family might have enjoyed everything. Opportunities, money, house, vacation, all that stuff. But now that he was retired, it was like, all right, you know what? Time to sail off into the sunset, you know? If Kobe knew he was going to pass that day, don't you think he would have retired 10 years earlier? If Kobe knew he was going to pass that day, he, he was, wouldn't he, get on the helicopter. He wouldn't get on the helicopter. Or if he knew that that was his fate, he had to die, I'm sure he would have told his daughter not to get on the helicopter with him. But that was her fate, too. And the other eight or nine people yeah. that were with them. I mean, so that's another thing. Uh, we talk about Kobe, 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 yeah. Kobe, Kobe. But, bro, there was other people in that helicopter. So level of importance is what? Significance? Exactly. He was the only one that was important enough for no, even no, us no, to talk no. about? No, 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 no. You is can't say that. You can't say it. it, it but was, it is. No, it was more of, you have to look at it like this. And again, I'm not, this is me. This is a person who's not a Kobe fan. It was this person has affected a lot of people's lives 
whether it's on a basketball scale, whether it's on a public figure scale, whether it's on a entrepreneur scale, he's affected their lives. So when he's gone, mm-hmm. okay, did the other passengers that were on that flight, did they affect your life? No, they didn't. So when somebody who's affected your life, even though you, even though he's never made you a sandwich, he hasn't affected my life. I understand that. That's, that's why you. you. That's why you didn't feel anything. Yeah. He's affected my life. In what way? In a way where did he it was, come and pay your T-Mobile no, bill last month? No, no, no. Month? It's not. No. Hence the reason why it's not Edgar's about that. V- Edgar's very literal. Yeah. He says. Yeah, it's not. It's not about that. If you look at it like that, then you have to say, okay, did the president ever do it for me? Did the did a congressman ever do it for me? Did the did the, did the mayor the ever do it for me? The mayor, you elect these people to represent you. I understand Kobe that Kobe was not representing me anywhere. I understand that Kobe but he affected was a lot of people's shots, lives. Working hard, Kobe worked hard. I know, and he made great shots. He made a name for himself. And his kids. Okay, let me ask you There's a question. There's plenty of you basketball played, you, played soccer, you played soccer, right? I played soccer, yeah. And and you were very good at soccer. No, I was not good at it. If no, I was very good no, at soccer, no, I would have been a professional. No, no. I, I played well enough. Let's put it there. You played, okay. you played very well. Okay. As a kid, was there not any soccer player where you looked up to them? Whether it was Messi, whether it was Ronaldo, I mean, whether yeah, it was my time. Roberto Carlos, Roberto left Carlos. footed, left, left defender. I love. And him. you looked yeah, up, you looked up to him, right? As a kid, let's I say. I mean, I never idolized. The I'm guy. not saying idolized. Did you ever look up to him and be like, "Holy shit!" You know All what? Right. Left back defender. So what you guys are missing Crazy. in this back and forth is that, to you, he might have affected you in one way. To him, it may have not directly infect, affected him, but that's not affecting him. But what really happened is the collective effect that his death had. So it's not an individual effect. It's a collective effect that the death had. And so it had a really negative, it had a hard impact on the, on the, the nation, on, on the, the world. world. Yeah. So look at how it set the tone for 2020, everybody. COVID. <laughs> Instead of saying Kobe, it was I COVID. Don't believe, oh God, it I soon? don't believe nothing happens without someone wanting it to happen, even including Kobe. And now, Nothing. now we're just yeah, getting into conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Say that's next I didn't <laughs> expect to go into conspiracy with Kobe, but Jesus let's leave Christ. Kobe alone. Let's leave Kobe alone. Let's go back to Bad Moms, since I saw Bad Moms in the comments. Well, someone said right that. Here. Someone said that I should be doing more talking instead of you guys. So well, I was sorry. like, we're, y'all we're always busy with that. Yeah, you're hey, right. Hey, listen, said that, we are right. all one. <laughs> we're all one. All right. So I mean, we kind of touched base on relationships, on communication. We literally—I don't know how the fuck we got into Kobe. But what else we got on the paper? How did we get into Kobe? I, I have no idea. We we're just no talking idea. about the general effect. We're talking about Kobe's beautiful relationship. The, t- the tone his death had and his life. And I think yeah. it led from the kids. We had a kids conversation yeah. and then Kobe's kids being left behind. So ultimately, well, ultimately, you guys, we're talking about communication in relationships, right? How are you communicating with your significant other is setting the tone for the rest of your relationship. A lot of people don't want to admit that to themselves, that they have poor communication skills, and they're going to blame their partner for not understanding them. Let's really pause on putting the blame on others and, un- and ask ourselves, how am I communicating with this guy? What am I telling him? Why is he misperceiving? Why isn't he getting this? or she, whatever pronoun you want to use, ask yourself these questions. Take inventory of your relationship. What do you want 
out of the relationship and how are you going to get it if you guys don't communicate with each other about what it is you want? What is it that you're not getting currently? What is it that you feel lacks in the relationship? It's okay to have these kind of conversations and not blame each other because guess what? Uh, the blame game can go on forever. No one wins. Nobody wins. All you do is stop fighting that night, let get over, boil over, and then the blame game happens again with another incident. Why didn't you pick up the kid on time? Well, that's because I hate your mom. You know, so I'm I'm being. No, I'm just. <laughs> oh, okay. I kind of missed it. You went. <laughs> Don't come to my stand up. You're gonna ruin it. Matt, Matt, Matt cranked that, crank that dial, by the way. I, I don't know if you cranked. Okay. But yeah, I mean, another thing that I always tell friends, family, doesn't matter who it is, never go to bed on a sour note. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna go to bed if you're gonna go to bed pissed off at your significant other, know that when you wake up in the morning, you're gonna be pissed off at your significant other. Maybe you won't be pissed off, but the residual feeling is not going to be comfortable. And it's going to be nothing was resolved. You might not be pissed off. It might boil over, but you're still feeling the residual effects of having been pissed off, of having no resolution. Yeah, because if you if you talk it out and you talk it out to whatever time you want it to be, let it be 1 a.m., let it be 2 a.m., let it be 4 a.m., doesn't matter what it is. Don't you ask us what it work? And then you go to bed. Hey, you know what, man? Sometimes your relationship is more important than that work. That is work. Relationship is yeah, work. It is more important. But it is. Uh, when you go to bed on a positive note, yeah, it might not be resolved, but at least there's an understanding as far as why that conversation took place or why that fight took place. And you go to bed on that note rather than you know what you did. Yeah. You're going to wake up think, fuck, what did I do again? That's no, you're gonna, gonna you're not gonna have and you're gonna stop caring. Rest. No, yeah. you're not gonna rest. Your enough. mind is not gonna rest. Yes. Your so the mind. next day you're not even ready to make up after that. No. Yeah. I get it. I guess you should work it out before you go to bed, huh? Absolutely. That's what I always say. Never never what, go what to works best for you. As far as making up before you hey go to man, bed. Hey man, me and my <laughs> wife have a very nice relationship. We don't I, I, I Oh, you guys don't that. argue. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We no I'd be lying if I said we didn't argue. Uh, if you if it's you are in a re- if you are in a relationship where you never have a fight, there is a problem. Yeah, there. I'm serious. That's the problem. problem. That is the problem. No, we we every. Uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush, bro. Every every relationship that uh, uh, has an argument, there's always a solution to it. And yeah, my my wife and I, we've had arguments as well. Have we gone to bed on sour notes? We've every single time we've had an argument, we've always talked to. Talked it out before going to bed. Not in bed. No. Okay. Bed is for something else. They two talk other things. In the kitchen and then walk into the yeah. bed. Bed is for two other things. But I like that. Actually, uh, keep it separate because what you're doing is you're convoluting all the energies. Yeah. So you have to really understand energy and how it works in order to understand why not to resolve issues while in bed. Yeah. You don't take that to bed. <clears throat> yeah. It's just I don't. I th- I personally think it's unhealthy. You're right. You I know what I else? Believe so. Cold showers. <laughs> Cold showers. Together or separate? No, separately. Yeah, you don't want to be like. No, separately. Taking taking a cold shower helps the mind. It really does. Helps with anxiety. Helps with stress. What are you thinking in the shower? It's How not, cold it's, is it's that not, water? It's not. It's not. It's not more about 
it's not more about what you're thinking. It's about more of what your kind of your body's how your body's reacting okay. to the stress. Because at the end of the day, when you go through stress, it's some sort of inflammation in your in your body where you know you're you're over overheating yourself, mm-hmm. overthinking yourself. Whereas when you take a cold shower, and this is you know it's psych- psychologists have said this, taking a cold shower helps with releasing stress, releasing certain hormones, releasing certain anxiety from your body Mm -hmm. and it actually helps you focus and think cold shower cold shower interestingly enough so i have like a residual clenching of my teeth problem that i'm consciously working on and today i was like showering and i was like dude i was clenching my teeth and then once i recognized that i was doing that i immediately refocused my attention on the water so the water on your body and you focusing the attention on that takes away everything everything else. from the mind because now you're focusing on the physical clenching of the teeth like when yeah when you're having like a well, no like yeah like really clenching. yeah when you're when i'm thinking about something that i have not resolved i clench my teeth wow yeah and of course it's not something you that you don't even recognize it no yeah and you catch yourself doing i it. catch myself doing it because you grind your teeth at night when you're sleeping no no, really, thank wow. God. But in the daytime, I catch myself when I'm thinking about issues that I have not yet resolved, personal issues that I have not yet resolved, or things that are never probably going to resolve. I sometimes catch myself, like clenching my teeth. How long has this been happening? I just recently realized it. Realizing it, yeah. Because there's certain things that people kind of catch themselves doing. Yeah. Whether it's the clenching of the teeth, tweaking of the eyes, rubbing of the nose, maybe snorting something where it becomes a a norm in their life yeah and they say yeah it's a habit it becomes a habit in their life and they try to get rid of it and i guess yours is the clinching of the teeth that's because of my thoughts so your body is reacting to what's happening mentally i had a friend who would tweak his shoulder yeah he would literally like he would have a conversation he would be thinking about something he'd he'd, he'd twitch his shoulder that's not even voluntary but i'm like i'm like you okay yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, I don't know what it is. Every time I'm thinking about something, I, my shoulder kind of jolts. I hope he doesn't think too much. I'm like, I'm like is it Tourette's, bro? <laughs> um, he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, that's what I first thought it was. He's like, I thought it was Tourette's. I went to the doctor to see if I could get diagnosed, if I, if I was diagnosed with Tourette's. And he goes, no, no, no. You just have really bad anxiety. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, no, that's if what it watching, is. Yeah, it was the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing at it. But, but the goes, anxiety yeah, comes from the thoughts yeah. that you are that's unresolved. And he would laugh about it too. He would be like this, damn, every time I got any and it always happened about work, bro. Like he would pick up a phone and he would pick up the phone, he would talk to his client, and then he would hang up the phone, like, stupid piece of shit. And he would like <laughs> twitch his shoulder. I'm like, dude, you gotta chill out, yeah. man. And I was like, You see it. You see him twitching his shoulder. And he goes, Yeah, it's it's a it's a habit. It's an unresolved <laughs> issue that's been going on for some time, and then anything else that happens after that, like that trigger that you said. Yeah. The, the tri- any emotional trigger will trigger that. So when we were talking about the kids getting help, it's so to prevent more emotional triggers. Okay, so we're twitching, we're clenching, we're doing things that are, that's maybe the twitching and clenching is not hurting us that much, but it's affecting us because we're thinking about things that are unresolved. And these should be indicators. Our physical body is indicating what's wrong. We ignore it a lot of the times. Um, it's funny when they say 
when Anna you, has a question. Yes, go on. We'll get yeah. to Anna's question. Uh, it's funny when they say that when your body, when a certain part of your body is in pain or hurts, that's your body screaming, saying, hey, help me. Right. Until it's too late. Basically, that's when it kind of stops working. Where's Anna's question? Let's see. So, Narna, should parents ask questions of kids' significant others when they are dating? Yes. 100%. Like what kind of questions? Like, well, what kind of questions do you want to ask? <sighs> ask away. Ask I mean, all I, the I, questions. Okay, it's a good question to ask me. I mean, mm-hmm. it does cross my mind already. You have two right? daughters. I so have two daughters. So it's Not a that that would matter. I'd still ask about my son's significant of course, other. Of course, yes. Damn, I haven't thought about it. You ask questions, but you don't get involved. No. As a dad, you get involved. No, 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 no. As <laughs> there like goes that uh, evil villain. No, no, as, as far as don't <laughs> like get... Like Biden at this point. <laughs> you, you, give them, you give them guidance. You give them advice, but you don't get involved. So we're just asking questions, right? So if you want to know about your... Uh, child significant other ask the questions that you feel are valuable to you to see happen for your child if your child doesn't have a value system in place yet then you're probably going to doubt their choice uh if you have an open communication with your child you're going to place value systems you know embed value systems within them it's it's not hard our children are looking to us for guidance of course don't force yourself upon them but give them structure and that's communicating honestly with them. Hey, hey, son, you know, I think that it's important for a woman to be uh, honest with you about her emotions and also allow you to feel uh, emotions and be able to be expressive with each other. These are value systems I'm putting into my son's head so that when he meets a woman, he's not going to say, oh, my mom doesn't like her. He's going to say, oh, uh, she doesn't have the same values as I do. You know, and uh, again, these are just Basic, it's basic philosophy. Be good, be good to each other. Be good to each other. Uh, understand what you want from your significant other. Understand what you're going to give. So we un- misunderstood her question, I think. Here's what she's trying to say. My question is, should I talk to the person they are dating? Yes. 100%. Well, I mean, at what level? I understand Anna's question, but should, I mean, if. Okay, so your son is nineteen, twenty years old, going on his like I don't know. Bro, that's that's a that's a very first date with a girl. You don't ask questions. Dude. That's a that's a very broad question it as is. well. As far as okay, should I talk to him? Okay, what she do said you, not on the first date. She said dating, meaning there's been multiple dating, dates okay. and yeah, she's, of course you should because you, at the end of the day, look if if your son or your daughter is gonna be in a future relationship, possible marriage with them and having kids with them and. Whatever it is. And if that person is going to be enjoying Thanksgiving dinner with you, New Year's Eve with you, going to be hanging out with you, of course you talk to that person. You find out who they are. Well said. She said you want to understand their intentions. Exactly. That's the type of questions you're asking because you're trying to see if this person's trying to join you for Christmas after Thanksgiving or is just Thanksgiving and then thank you, I'm out. Okay. You don't know which one you're getting. That's a little bit more on the primitive end of it because what she's doing is she wants to ask questions about who she is and how she's going to be as a companion for her son because we want to make sure that our children are in good hands with each other 
I want, you know, you want your daughter to be in good hands. I want my son to be in good hands. But you don't think it's like if you raise your child correctly, yes. you have a better chance of them understanding if that's the right person for them or not. Hence why you should always expo- express honestly what the value systems are. Like in the house. And the you do that at a young age. Yeah. You do not wait till your kid's 13, 14 no, to no. let them understand too late. where you stand as a parent. Growing up, they need to hear you. <coughs> they need to understand that this is my parents' uh, way of life, my parents' decision as far as where they stand politically, let socially, you are. personally, it religiously. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. You let your kid know who you are. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean your kid's going to just follow your path. No, it doesn't mean exactly. They could just go completely the opposite route because of what you stand for. Mm-hmm. It's a possibility, too. If you're not certain where you're standing, like our children are emulating us, whether you like it or not. And you'll see it in your child's behavior, what you've taught them and what you've instilled in them. It's just you can't say, oh, they're like this. I mean, yeah, there's a point where their personality, it's just their personality. You're absolutely right about that. Like there's times when. When I talk to my son a certain way, being him being a six month old, the whole baby talk, the. Mm -hmm you know, grabbing him a certain way, kissing him a certain way. And then I'll catch my daughter doing the same thing. Yeah. <coughs> and I'm just like, and I look and for me, I, I smile. I look at him I'm like, oh, shit, bro. This kid is like literally mirroring and matching exactly what I do to my yeah. son. And I catch myself. I always say, you know, okay, be cautious of what you say, what you do and how you act in front of her because she's a sponge and she's mm-hmm. capturing every single moment of what you're doing. And she's going to relay it to your son, by oh, the way. 100% she is going to relay it to my son. Mm-hmm. She, he's going to learn from her, not you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <coughs> I haven't gotten to that stage yet, but he's not there yet. He'll, no, yeah. but like if, if you raise, not if you, when you raise your daughter to understand what the family structure is, I'm sure she does in her own way. Oh, yeah. Dude, we've gone to the doctor and, you know, the doctor's been, all right, sweetheart, here's your mask. She'll be like, we don't wear masks. <laughs> I love masks her. are dirty. <laughs> and, the, and the nurse will look at her like, what the, he- what the hell did this kid yeah. say? Sorry, I'm trying to digress. But yeah, go ahead. What were you saying? No, no. It's because she's learned from what you've taught. That's an example, right? Like, that's your philosophy in life. Of and course. that's what she's absorbed. And that's what you approve of as a parent. Yeah. But I mean, if she did take the mask and wear it, it would still have been her choice. Would you have encouraged it or discouraged it i would have said something okay what what would you have said sweetheart you know these don't work these this this is but daddy i really want to wear it because it's cool daddy i want to wear it because it's cool yes look your dad is the coolest person here he's not wearing a mask take off the mask okay well well i mean if you're arno you can say that yeah but not all of us are but but thank god she's not like yeah my kids aren't like that either yeah she's she she could care less about it it's for her. It's like, no, this is what we say at home. Yeah, I've sent you guys video. I know. I I see it. I I appreciate it. But my kids being a little older, I I have a feeling. Not that I'm in the school because we're not allowed in the schools anymore. Yeah. Since COVID, parents are not allowed. Still? On, yeah. Till now, we're not allowed on campus. Mm-hmm. Thank God for GUSD. No, not really. No, we we were we were up front, no masks. Well, no we don't have masks either now. We don't have masks. But you're not allowed in the school. No. Oh, see, that's where. 
I used to volunteer, and then I was a PTA. Oh, they're encouraging everything. us now. They're telling us come into PTA. Uh, oh and, shit! And no, where they invite you back? I pulled my kids out of Glendale oh, USD actually. Oh, Homeschooling? Yes. How's yeah. it going? Excellent. You like it? I love it. I have my kids with me, and also uh, I take them to pods where they're learning with other students and teachers. So it's so much better for me as a parent. And I ask my child, too, how do you like it? And he likes it. He has no problem. He's getting the attention he when wants. When did you start doing this? This year, uh, April. Oh, okay. April of this year. Yeah. That's because I had an issue uh, with the school. So I, so he was going to uh, John Muir Elementary. and Oh, shit, I went. Oh, you went No, there. I went to Horace Mann. Um, yeah, I was a Horace Mann bulldog. She went to Horseman wow. Wilson and probably... Wait, didn't. how? You lived off of Fisher. I know, but... What's so what permits? Oh, okay. Weird. I wanted to finish where I started. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Which is the idea I had for my son. I wanted him to finish where he started. And I had gotten a permit for him to join, be uh, remain at John Muir, even though we had moved further away. Uh, still in Glendale, but further away. And so, look, the whole pandemic ruined everything for parents and for teachers uh for parents and for students i don't know about the teachers i'm sure too but whatever i'm not going to talk on their behalf mm-hmm. um but my child was not feeling motivated to go to class when the teacher's yelling at him to put his mask on because he doesn't want to wear the mask and uh he's not motivated to be in a classroom where the teacher says you're so slow he's not motivated in a classroom where he's being berated you know i'm not going to start until you put your mask on and he comes from uh, my house, where we don't encourage the wearing of masks, but I had to drop him off to school. And in the meantime, I was fighting these mandates. And I wanted my son to be staying there because in my mind's eye, I was like, if he's out of GUSD, how am I going to fight for these kids? And it's true. Like, I'm no longer fighting for GUSD kids. Well, I'm fighting for all kids. Well, not only that, it's like you're punishing your kid. You're pulling him out of school. It's like you did something wrong. Yes. Now you're not going to school anymore. Yes, exactly. I didn't want to be that guy. So when my child's come in, uh, well, he's, he doesn't want to go to school. We're late to school every day. Uh, by five minutes, you know, not every day, but like when he's late, he's late by five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Maybe so 15, let's give it. Maybe 15, you know, s- screw that. What is this, like, come drop off at this time? Okay, we did it. But if he's late, he's a kid, I'm a human, we are struggling to get there. And so if I'm struggling to get there, you, you know. just messed with the district's pocket. If if I'm struggling to get there, I'm messing with the district's pocket and they don't like me as a parent, even though I'm an active parent I'm uh, I'm the PTA president. I'm the PTA. This I, I I say this because I've said this before in my lives or whatever. But I was an active parent, and so when I actually contacted my son's t- teacher directly, I didn't go through anyone. I didn't go through vice principal. I didn't go through prin- I didn't go through anyone. Just directly to her. I said, "Hey, I'm going to have to ask you to cease and desist the harassment of my child." Actually, she contacted me. She's like, "I'm concerned. Your child's not doing well in class." I'm like, "Yes." As a matter of fact, thank you for contacting me. I need you to cease and desist all the harassment that you're doing to my child about the mask, about the mask. He does not want to wear it. I Don't force him to wear it. You're, you're creating an environment where he doesn't want to be there. And so if he's not learning, then that's not on me. That's on the school because I'm no telling interest. him to, No interest. He has no interest, no motivation to be there. And so twelve. And the, next, the very next day, I get an email from GUSD, some guy, uh, with the Y-E-N last name. By the way, teacher was Armenian too. 
Uh, this guy at the GUSD was Armenian. It doesn't matter. They're sellouts. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why I say are. it. Oh, we are transferring you to another school. <laughs> I didn't even get a reply back from the teacher. They just sent, oh, we're transferring you to another school because, like, you're, um, you've been coming in late. You know, you're being tardy, and so this affects the permit thing. Okay, no problem. But why are you telling me this now? Why haven't I gotten, like... Okay, so three days ago you couldn't tell me this. Yeah, three days ago you couldn't tell me this. Oh, and by the way, by the way, my son was going to that school without an active permit, and nobody called me. Even those times when they were calling me to tell me he's late, bring him to school on time, nobody called me to tell me that he had an inactive permit because I'm not aware. I'm, he's a third grader. Like I haven't transferred schools a million times. I don't know what the protocol is. So if you're able to call me, fucking check his file and tell me that his permit's expired. I need to get another permit. So when they re replied back to my email stating. Oh, well, actually, your permit's expired, so you need to bounce out of here. Like, that's why we're kicking you out. It was not because that's why. Well, no, that's, that was the excuse. That they they should have kicked me out in November. That was their backdoor excuse. They yes. were like, let's find an excuse to get yes. this kid out. Because here's the thing. Problematic parent going to GUSD yeah. meetings, screaming at people. Uh, it can be GUSD. It can be LAUSD. It can be BUSD. It doesn't matter where it is. If there's, if there's a child that's problematic or if there's a parent that's problematic... I'll I'll promise you this. They will go above and beyond to find the smallest excuse yeah. to get either your kid out of that school, out of that classroom, out of that out of that district area, yep. anything they can. The smallest little dirt. And for you to think that, oh, you know what, I'll go to the board, oh, I'll go to the supervisors, oh, I'll go to the superintendents and they'll back me up. Mm -mm. They're all in cahoots together. When I went to the SARB meeting, Lena Amirkhanians or whatever her name Lerna's, is, yeah. Lerna, yeah, she was she was uh, leading that meeting, and when she saw that none of the arguments that they're making make any sense, she said to me, "I'm not going to let you sit here and disrespect the vice principal like that." I'm like, "I'm disrespecting her by telling you my accounts of what happened. That this person never really contacted me before or after that initial contact." What I'm trying to say is I asked you guys to stop harassing my child and you guys kicked me out of GUSD. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And Lerna sitting there telling me I'm disrespecting the, principal. the vice principal. Like, this is what they're doing. They don't give a shit about any of your kids. They don't give a crap about you as the parent. You are nothing but a number to them. Because if I'm that active, if parents know me at that school, if teachers know me at that school... And I'm expendable like that. There, I have no value there, even though I spend my time and energy developing their PTA. For free. For free. Developing right. their school, volunteering in the classroom. They, they looked at, and I'm sorry to say this, they looked at you and your child as more of a liability For than sure. an asset. That's the problem. I could have sued, I could have sued them. There, she's a threat to them. I have until September to sue them. But <gasps> I don't want to. Like, that I'm didn't just, say anything, no. no. I don't, I don't even want to do that. I just want people to know that these are the people who are guiding our children. Uh, if when they don't care about you as their parent, they don't care about your child either. I could tell you guys this much. My kids go to L.A. Unified, and no other year has that school had such a shift in staff, Spe starting with principal all the way to teachers just shifting around grades, new teachers coming in. Never seen before. Like Wasn't there like a fifty thousand kids that yeah they they lost because of this whole two of my kids. Okay, there's two right there. No, I'm talking about LA. I know. Oh well. Let's check 
other G, uh, USDs. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. sure I'm sure, the they, I'm sure yeah. they've lost. I'm sure they. Look, lost. I thought San Diego was good until this year yeah. started, and yeah, San Diego started acting up. Again, they were good. No, they weren't good. So this is what they do, everybody. Just letting you know. Oh, that pick, pull and push. Yeah, thing. they yeah. they they sit it out. They sit it out until you are no longer in arms. Okay, you think, ah, oh, we won. No, I'm so sorry. There is no winning this machine. There's a, w- there's a woman in Glendale. She proved that there's no beating this machine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't name any names, did I? No, who's, who's no, who did that? Oh, it's just a woman. Well, no, we can't even call her a woman. Am I allowed to call her a woman? As far as? Well, the lady that is part of Glendale, what is she now? The one that loves all of us equally. I missed that episode, remember? And Are now she's Glendale City Council. How about he's I talking guess? about? Are you talking about Ellen? Oh yeah, that's her. Oh shit, that was that's that's her. I didn't say her name. Nah, Look, we're n- <coughs> we invite anyone that we talk about, I guess, to have a conversation she with us. She will never sit down to have a conversation. It's not going to happen anymore. But let me let me show Ever. you guys this. So you guys were talking about stand up for what you believe in and blah 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 blah. Uh, I'm going to share something on the screen really quickly. So. This happened. See how advanced we are now? Yeah. Amazing. People could see this now. So so this basically happened today. Um, Anthony Fauci to step down in December as Biden's lead medical advisor. Um, Surprise to any of you guys? No. I am disgusted that he's actually given the opportunity to step down and not be held liable for all of his crimes against humanity. He still can be held reliable. Just because he's stepping down doesn't mean sure. he can't be investigated. He could get sure. investigated. Who's doing the investigation? Themselves. The FBI? Let <laughs> me investigate myself. <laughs> it's the best. Isn't uh, it? I, I'm, this is what I'm curious he got, about. He got guys. away with everything. So the laws in this country were always designed for checks and balances. But the checks and balances are out there. Okay, let me ask you guys yeah. this. Why December? Because uh, After voting. Voting happens. Republicans yeah. take over the November, December mm, Congress, I would say, and by December he doesn't want to be there anymore. No, because he it's, it's done. No, nothing happens for no reason, guys. Nothing. Mind you, this is this is the guy that was in charge of the AIDS pandemic, and now the vids can pandemic, and then now the COVID pandemic. I'm gonna try. I'll, I'm gonna try to find the video for it. Uh, but when are we gonna be finished with all these different no, diseases? So okay, get this. They have a vaccine passport that they're bringing. Oh, are we gonna get violated now because I said the word? They have a passport system that they're integrating, and I think TikTok's owners, China operated on TikTok, is actually integrating the passport system. So. There is no such thing as finished. Right now, what's going to happen is you're going to have, you're going to have like three grading systems of your vaccine: green, red, orange. I don't know what the colors are, but green means you're good for the next three months. Once the green turns to like yellow, that means oh, you're you're due for a new vaccine. You're three months away yep. from the event. and so now you got to constantly get that, oh. get it done. And that's and fine. I'm on my ninth booster. I'm okay. The reason why they have those medical clinics in schools right now that they want to open up that they're now actually it's probably going to get signed into uh, law because it got sent to uh, nuisance government governor nuisance (laughs) (laughs) and what that does is it allows medical clinics to be opened up in schools and why that is important is because it's going to be uh, 
the starting point for the vaccine system. So they're going to collect it from our children. The you DNA don't think it's sampling. more than that? Well, they're going to start. So they want to start young. They want to get the children young. They want to get their DNA young so they condition them. Whoever is inside yeah, the school. But schools. they have your kids' DNA in uh, Right. Come but then on. Let's be a little they logical. They have your kids' DNA. They have your kids' de- dental records. Sure. You know what this they is? This all is, of that. It's much more is, than this that. Is this is divide and conquer. This is yes. what it is. It's and another it thing is. is when they have those centers, yeah. those medical centers inside the school area, has a lot to do do with the fact that teachers are being forced to not share all information about a kid that's having some type of procedure. They've taken that off completely. Like you're not so when you're a teacher you have to report. You're you have to report to the state anything or that you see that is not normal for the child's life. And when <coughs> I forgot what the word is called. But you're a mandated reporter, yes. <coughs> Mandatory reporter. Mandated reporter. That law is being revised where the teacher does not have to report. They're no longer considered a mandated reporter. So anything that they see or hear, they're not obligated. They're not obligated to report it to any authorities or they I mean, look, they might report they're not obligated. That's not saying that they won't. They are not held liable or obligated. Usually, uh, when a teacher doesn't report and it's o- obvious evidence of abuse, mm-hmm. I think the previous laws held them liable. It's the opposite now. Yeah, they're they're being amended and whatnot. I forgot what the bill name, bill number is. But oh. then, for the teachers, it's like getting some responsibility off their shoulders, in a sense. Um. The teachers, for sure, are going to be not liable. So let's not let's not let's not mistake responsibility and liability. They're two different things. So you can be responsible for a child's welfare and still not be liable for it, and you could be held liable and still act irresponsibly. For me, or all, act irresponsibly all, and be held liable. All of this that took place from my brother being in the front lines my wife being in the front lines from what they went through in the beginning in march to what the certain what the guidelines are now it's night and day i remember my brother was sending me pictures of himself with hazmat suits on with like a tube attached to the back of his suit going mm. into like this oxygen filter bullshit where they had tell he would go see patients yeah and then now it's like doctors are walking in like oh doctor your mask oh my god i forgot my mask sorry about that and, and he'll, that's the he'll, same mask he's been using. Yeah, and he'll pull it weeks. out. He'll pull it out, and he'll there's like a ketchup stain on it, <laughs> and he'll put it back on. You know when people it's say, just, "Oh, I'm wearing a mask," and then you see all these fuzzy shit coming off their mask. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if you're helping yourself or hurting yourself. I want to see if I could. I want to see if I could find that video of the pandemic of what we went through and play it and have us literally watch this because. Do you guys remember what we went through from? April, May, June of 2020. I published a book. I don't know what you're talking about. But do you remember like what society went yeah, through? Yeah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta see if I can find. This. I mean, w- what society? Like, was your society affected? Of course it was. Your your personal. Yes, because there was there was people there was there was family members that we used to, you know. Have great relationships with that we don't anymore. Mm-hmm. There was friends that we had great relationships with that we don't anymore. 
I, mean, I say good really, riddance. This, I, I get it. I understand that. You don't think it was a filter? Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. No, good I know, riddance. but it it get it goes to the it goes to kind of show you that it's like this this was a pandemic that kind of uh, created a virus that knows. separated people. Imagine if we go through like this. But it also pandemic. connected other people. Like imagine all the people yes. you met because you already aligned your philosophies. So you were separated from the people who you don't share philosophies with, no matter the pandemic or not. But it's yeah. still separation. And that's a divide, Nar. Of Any course. divide is bad for humanity. Any divide. Look, we can look at it as a division or we can look at it as community with others. I mean, you can look at it how you want to look at it. It's just going to shape in, your reality. In my opinion, it's division. And the more division... Look, the I feel more united with people, to be really? honest with you. Yeah. I feel more uh, the united than I did before. The ones that stick it out during the pandemic? Yeah. Because you saw the fact that this person didn't let the fear get to them. And I'd rather have relationships with yeah. strong-minded individuals. There you go. No matter what. If, if you were one of those morons with four masks, I don't want you in my life today. It's a filtration. I don't want it. I, I, y- your level of stupidity dro- drove me away. I'm done. Difference in philosophy. And the <laughs> same way they look at me as that yeah. asshole that didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah, for sure. You know? So I, don't, I, can't, I can't say I'm right, but I don't think they're right. So who's right? I mean, no, it, this isn't a battle about who's right and but who's it's wrong. it's created division. Or did it expose the division that already existed? True, could be. I feel more connected now with more uh, people. Now the poop ha- has risen, yes. in a sense. Yes, ex- the poop rose, and now you're able to like decipher or or, or understand, decide which. Decide if you're adding you're water going. to it or letting it dry. Are out you flushing <laughs> the shit? Are you cleaning it off the surface? Are you gonna let it sit there? Are you gonna move to a different pond? What are you doing? Like now that the poop has surfaced. Yes, I, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, if I if if my brother's watching or L if you're watching if you ah oh, here it is what Here's, okay I'm gonna play this video for you guys hold on, hold on let me pause this wait this is this you guys this is hilarious let me bear with me for one second all right here we go Jake said Stop. Americans are individualistic society what division are you guys talking about. I, I agree. That's why I feel like I'm I'm more connected with people because we were on a whole like I am me, I'm an individual and that's it. Seriously. All right. I want everybody to watch this really quickly. Is the volume up on this? Okay, this is no joke. This is what people are doing. People attacking others for look at this ideas. with kids. Extreme measures of self isolation. Remember these? Remember these guys? Remember when uh, Hillary it, uh, Clinton called people gets the point over? across? Look at this. Do you remember this one with Maradona? You know what pisses me off? These people are still around. <laughs> well, they can attest that COVID didn't get them. Right? Smile. Look at Maradona. And 
Prends une bouchée et on remet le You know what I think? The people that lost their jobs due to COVID, due to these vaccines, due to all this bullshit that took place, should be given their jobs back. And they should basically be paid for all the time that they had to take off because of not getting vaccinated. Because according to the CDC, which is what everybody's following now, right? We've got to follow the CDC guidelines. A vaccinated person is equivalent to an unvaccinated person. Joke's on you guys. Look, this is what they wanted. They wanted... <laughs> I don't know what they want. All I know is that what we wanted was to have autonomy. Was we What we wanted was to have the ability to choose, and that's not what they wanted. And so that's why they have polio now, uh, polio outbreak in America. So now they're going to just try to like vaccinate us through polio. They're going to put it in a polio vaccine, whatever it is that was in the COVID vaccine that they couldn't get into us. Oh, you there really I think that's going to happen? It's, yeah, they're trying very hard. So basically, they're going to throw in the COVID vaccine in the polio vaccine. I think it's going to be a schedule. Or at least they're going to make... Why do you think those cocktail vaccines yeah. started a few years back anyways? Yeah. When the time comes, they want to do something without you knowing it's already <coughs> in the cocktail But see, why can't they put it in the water? Why can't they put it in the food? Why can't they... Because, because, because of they consent? Drink that shit. You think they get vaccinated? The people <laughs> at the not. top of this shit do not... Get vaccinated. Put bro. it in the next Dorito flavor. Look how look how quickly everybody. You think the heads of Pfizer get vaccinated? No, of course not. You think their kids None are of vaccinated? Them get, no, 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 no. This is not about them. This is about them just making money. That's off why you. it's not in the water. Put it in the Dorito. It's in flavor. the water, but that doesn't mean that they're it's using a, the same water. There's a lot in the water. Yeah, a whole lot in the water. It's a lot in the water. Oh, it's shit. not just the. It's not. They're yeah. not going to put that vaccine in the water. They're going to put other contaminants. That are already in the water. Oh, yeah. I'm not making that up. Like, there's just do the research. So do you think we have a... Sur- I mean, uh, do we have more kids being born every year or more people passing every year? I think we have... a. Okay, so when Elon Musk said that we have a population problem, meaning like we don't have an overpopulation problem, we have an underpopulation problem. I agree. Uh, so... Then you start to think about like okay, according to Elon Musk, who has who he and his nine dad, kids. he and his dad between them have like eighteen kids. Well, he has nine kids. I don't know about his yeah, dad. his dad too. So he's following in dad's footsteps. They're trying and to his dad hates his ass, by the way. Fine, whatever it is. Fine, who cares? But what what they're doing is trying to repopulate, 
And then here we have, and then look at their socioeconomic status. Look at their mentality. Look at their way of working. Look at their way of life. And then you, you, you pan out and you go to like the masses and you see we're like having people with green ha underarm hair uh, yelling about having on-demand abortion, you know, ending the population. Um, and this isn't about abortion or not abortion. It's about philosophy. It's about mentality. If these two rich individuals who between them have like a $300 billion net worth uh, and have 18 kids between them, multiple baby mamas, they have, they're not worried about the world ending now, are they? They're not worried about something happening where they're not going to, they've, they've done so much where they can populate and take over the elite world. Each person that uh, Musk raises could potentially be the an genius. elite. Oh, elite. yeah, another, another, yeah. another genius. The genius. chances are there. Yes, exactly. And all he has to do is train. But, of course, it's there's... It's ironic because yeah. in China, they believe one out of nine kids born are genius status. But they're, res they're raising them like that. Their TikToks are geared more toward learning and science, whereas our TikToks are uh, geared more toward Ustah dancing. Yeah, stupidity. Well, our TikToks are towards uh, TikToks, what color TikTok. Tic TikTok tic is a nint. No, TikToks is what I used to use. <laughs> TikToks is that new bullshit, yeah. the new generation. See, I don't have TikTok. I don't you have that. I, I use TikTok to make videos about uh, bills, about things that I want to like use the green screen for. But that's really what I use it for. You use, uh, it, you use it for educational educational purposes. purposes, yeah, and it's not a bad tool, you guys, because Chinese are using it as a tool. Yeah, for engineering, for yeah. doctors, <laughs> for for all that stuff. It's not our TikTok; it's how we use it. Our algorithms are built differently than they are in yes. China, and this is a reason. This is one of the reasons why that uh, they're trying to ban TikTok from the states. Well, which, look, it's gonna it's gonna eventually happen. It's eventually gonna take place. I'm so sorry. Instead they of have all that's the like cancel anyways. culture. No. No, because, but because our information is being shared to China. It's too late, bro. Listen, but, anyway, but look, have you ordered something online? Absolutely. Okay, that's done. Enough. That's done. done. But somebody was saying Trump got vaccinated. See, when when you talk about all these like vaccines yeah, okay. stuff, people bring up like, oh, well, Trump got vaccinated. Look, it's so what? Mom, bro. It has nothing to do with Trump. Guys, Zero. just be a little logical. Saline solution in yeah. that damn thing. Yeah. Not even. Who knows? Wait, they wait, do have even, wait, placebos. Not even oh, that. Bro. It's not even. It's not even about the saline solution. It's not about that. It's more about a. Let me make my own choices. What I put inside my body. You're talking about a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance of you basically dying from COVID. Mind you, they came out and they also said that eighty percent or eighty five percent of the people that did die had five or more comorbidities. We have a bigger crisis than COVID. We have a health crisis. We have an obesity crisis. The fact that there's a McDonald's and a Burger King or some sort of fast food restaurant on every corner of a major street, that's a bigger crisis. Which, by the way, like recently they have studies with all the plastic that they find in the foods of fast yeah. foods just to like ex extend the longevity Look, of the product. We joke about the Big Mac all the time, yeah. how we crave a Big Mac. And the fact that you crave a Big Mac, that's a problem. <laughs> but I want you to do this. I want you to go buy a Big Mac or and a enjoy the shit out of it. Or whatever it is. <laughs> Take the meat, just the meat, and bite into it. That's literally what I said to my kids today. And tell me if it tastes like beef. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that will be a very big reality check for you. And all this social media bullshit going around. Now they're talking about the chicken mac. 
They're saying, oh, look, uh, it's a Big Mac, but with chicken. Go substitute it. And it when is trended... the Impossible Mac coming No, forget out. the Impossible Mac, but listen to this. This trended so big on Instagram, on Facebook, and on TikTok. It trended so big, the Chicken Mac, that McDonald's picked it up, and they're saying, oh, you know what? We're going to try this out. We're offering the Chicken Mac now. So it's basically a Big Mac with chicken patties. It's but just going to be chicken. their, not even chicken. their not chicken, chicken nugget it's paste. It's the same thing, the chicken nugget paste. The chicken paste, nugget basically. paste, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're basically eating bird beak, foot, <laughs> intestines, so everything. Gross. Yeah, just anything else. A- anything else. But, I mean... You guys, we are so... Uh, we failed as a peoples. I, I feel like if we are being graded on our performance as a human race... Who's, who's grading us, in your opinion? Okay, let's just start off with us ourselves. Like, I feel that we've failed as a people. And I feel that we are on the verge of ending it. You're good. You're good. <laughs> ending it. No, this is all. I don't want to start a conspiracy theory thing. That's next week. That's next week. Dang That's it. next week. But maybe Ooh. you guys could talk about this. We just this. gave away some secrets, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But uh, we're two hours in. Is there anything else you want to yes, kind of dive into? Because obviously we could sit here and talk yeah, to you for, for sure. a very long time. But I wanted to ask Nora about Bad Mom. Okay. We didn't talk about it. Remember right before we started, I said, I want to ask you a few questions about Bad Moms. Okay. Idea of starting Bad Moms. How did that come about? Okay. And then you had a co-host to begin with. Where did that go? And did you see any shift in your program with or without a co-host and today you feel like having a co-host is an advantage or a disadvantage all all of the above yeah uh any relationship and partnership is going to be successful or fail due to communication or lack thereof yes so okay so when i started the bad moms podcast with eileen uh I've always had great conversations with Eileen. We always laugh with each other, just, you know, together in our instant messages. And it just felt natural. I was looking for somebody to have a conversation with. I I had this thought about the podcast for a long time. It's just I was not feeling comfortable to do it myself, my own perception about myself, you know, no practice. And just I didn't know what I was really going to do, but I knew I wanted to have a conversation with someone that could bounce ideas back and forth. So, you know, it started off great, and of course, for any building of a relationship that is new, there were some, like, miscommunications that happened or misunderstanding. Um, and of course, when it doesn't get talked about, the miscommunication and misunderstanding can keep rolling over into the next episode or, you know, maybe noticing that I'm saying something when I'm meaning something else because you're already projecting uh, what mm. you think I'm saying or vice versa, you know, whatever it is. I'm, I'm not saying that, that that's what happened. The conversation has to bounce off of one yeah. another for it to work. And also, um, going into the relationship, you understand what you're doing with each other. And if it doesn't align, if your vision is not aligning, uh, it's just going to be much harder to respect each other's flow. Okay, so then there's going to be a lot of managing of emotions while you're trying to uh, present and perform because ultimately presenting and performing are two different things, but they're in the same pod. You must be able to do both. Yeah. In yeah. order to run a podcast, you have to be able to do both. Yeah. If you can present but not, it's not going to look right. Right. 
And also I was getting feedback from my friends who were saying that the dynamic wasn't right between us anymore. And they noticed that. And so all of these uh, conversations, side conversations, whatever they were, it just boiled down to the fact that we did not see philosophically eye to eye. And we have an episode, the last episode, you guys can watch it at the end. And she expresses herself of why she decided to leave. Um, bad moms. But I have no animosity against her. And I actually find it much more pleasant to work by myself, um, head, head the creative direction. I don't mind working with other people. I actually love working with other people. But in my, in my perspective, I like my own creative direction with my projects with respect to other people's opinions about it. You know, I don't have to follow suit. I don't have to follow through with the other people's opinions, but, you know, if it doesn't align with my vision. So I guess it was just more a, of a philosophy difference. We didn't see eye to eye about it. Was there it. a conversation of parting ways prior yeah. to the end of the show? With the, I mean, we'll sure. start leaving the show? Yeah, so I, I actually it. encouraged her to come on the show and have a last episode before like just ending it just out of respect for the people who had been watching us and she you know agreed and didn't have a problem we had a nice show and she exp expressed herself at the end how many episodes did you guys get into together i want to say like eight 50 no 50 yeah 50 50 yeah 50 about like I want to go back and look now. Oh no so shit! Sure. Yeah, you beat us out. Oh yeah, you beat us <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what is, how well, much we, was you guys? We lasted 40, forty with our nut. Well, look, no, I don't. I didn't go check, 40. but I'm assuming it was that much. But ours is so big we cannot forget. Yeah, ours, he left at the end of the show. No, like cold turkey, like yeah, no, I saw no that fair episode. warning, nothing. By the way, is this plugged in because I can't. I can't end no, the show without this phone being. It's plugged in, bro. Okay, because I can't end plugged the show in. without oh. my audio. That's so right. like. Ultimately, again, communication. So why I'm doing coaching, Arno and Edgar, yes. is because of the fact that communication is important for developing your own life, your own reality. So if you don't have communication with people that you're working with in, in relationships with, if it's not effective, then you're just going to be turning, going around in a circle, having negative emotions and feelings in that, in that environment. And you're always going to resent being there and you're always going to try to find some way of escaping and that usually doesn't end up well uh, because escapism can be in form of a drug, in form of like uh, cheating, in form of just like just negligence, non-affection, fighting, um, all of these things that are happening within a relationship and you ignore it, you're definitely going to continue that way and into a horrible path. So... If you have to end it, end it. Don't continue on. And if you need help ending it, uh, don't don't be afraid to seek that help, th that professional advice. And if you need help putting it back together, don't be afraid to seek that help and professional advice. Because just because you can have that conversation, just because you can have that conversation, you guys learn how to do it with each other. But we have a lot more folks who don't know how to do this thing called relationships. And so, um, again, it doesn't have to be you don't have to stay in the relationship for you to be effective. But going forward, yeah. do you see... I see bad moms in a panel. Yeah. A panel would make bad moms... I would love that. That was aspect. the whole goal. As in more ba more moms? We started off yes. with two moms, and so we were bad moms. But now it's just bad moms, and I'm the only one. Yeah, I would love a panel, a panel of women. Because, look, 
great ideas come out of panels. Yes. And when strong Armenian women sit down together, it gives birth to beautiful ideas even more. I agree. So I just want to see where you're leading with this. And do you see yourself bringing other people into this mix? I even saw, like, I envisioned, like, a view type of show, but not the view. Not the view? Not the view, but, like, having a panel of women. That's where I'm looking yes. at, it too. Yes, yes. And, I mean, that was the goal with having uh, Eileen with me because it's different when you're having a conversation with somebody. And I brought on other guests. That's why we have guests because we yeah. are, like, having conversations. But when you have a partner, it's it just it makes it a little bit more interesting because there's different perspectives. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. When we originally started this, and you'll remember this, it was four, it was four of us. And as as time went on and on and on and on and on, a lot of people noticed that, you know, three of us were the majority of the ones that were talking. And now that you look at us, we're 109, we're almost at episode 200, which Armand's going to be in Armenia for 200, but we got to figure something out. Cause, <laughs> uh, we're, we're probably going to do 199 and a half before we do 200. The quarter. <laughs> yeah, 199 and a half before we do 200. But... Uh, we're well past episode 40, and the three of us are still stuck around. Yeah. There's no drama. There's no animosity. We're always laughing. We're <laughs> always talking. We're always poking fun at each other. And, you know, when people say, you know, oh, look, you know, they're laughing, they're talking, they're just heckling each other. Yeah. And Armun says it best. Armun says it, and I, I caught on to this as well. He says, if I'm not making fun of you or if I'm not heckling you or if I'm not joking mm -hmm. around with you. I don't care for you and I don't like you. That means <laughs> I that means I could care less for you. Exactly. So we the three of us have come to realize that as individuals that you know, as long as we're around and as long as the wise nuts and this vibe is going on, we're gonna be here for quite some quite time. some time. <coughs> yes, uh, amen. And as if, are so. you looking forward not to hope doing so. I know this? so. Like, Mondays for at least for me, and I'm sure Arno will say the same. Mondays have gotten a new meaning since we started Wise Nuts. Yeah, yeah. Mondays went from the worst possible day <laughs> to the <laughs> best possible day. And I and, yeah. and I think it, it goes for it goes for a You're lot of our passionate about it. Yeah, it goes for a lot of our viewers too. Because let me put it this way: I mean, when we come on on Mondays and we see, you know, our chat li light up, whether it's on Facebook, mm -hmm. it's on YouTube, whatever it is, and we see certain names on there. It feels like, it feels like you know what, it's home. Like these people are home with us. They got off work. They're joining us. We're yeah. having a conversation. Like there are days where when you don't see Levick's name up there, you go, "Where's Levick? Where's Levick?" And then he when he comes in late, For like sure. he's an hour late. Levick's here. Yeah, like, Levick's here. Oh, Levick's oh here. he was probably putting the kids to bed. It's become like we know his routine already. Yeah, it's pretty. Interesting. We don't see each other every day. We don't talk to each other every day. We talk to each other every week. Not in person, but via keyboard and via video. Like when we don't see John, we we didn't see John for like two episodes. Two, two episodes. Like, we were what like, to John? Well, you know, I hope John's okay. How's John? Yeah. So we've built something where I'd say, you know, we're freaking pretty damn proud of it. Well, I love it. We've there connected people. Ninette. There's Ninette, which would yeah. make a great a down ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ninette, Jess. Ninette, I, mean, I, I wish oh. I wish I could name all of you guys, and I wish Let's most do it, of girls. you. Uh, yeah, I wish most of you had your real names on there as well. Because, look, Definitely. at the end of the day, call yourself a troll, call yourself whatever it is. 
you're you're participating in the algorithms mm -hmm. and we thank you for it for sure even though we might be disagreeing with you with certain things but at the end of the day we're all human uh and we thank you i mean i i don't know how, how else to say it Definitely. as much as we disagree with certain things that you guys say we enjoy seeing your names pop up mm -hmm. with your comments with your concerns with your theories whatever it is it doesn't matter We love you guys. We're Every like single one of you. This We is what people did, though. They got together. They talked about philosophy. They talked about themselves. They talked about their own experiences. And through that, we were able to, mm. like, mold yeah, collective reality. In a sense, this is therapy. 100%. This is basically... Look, look at it this way, guys. This is a conversation between three individuals right now. And we're basically putting it online to share with you guys and get your two cents on it as well. Can we... Sense. Yeah, can we... Can we mute all of you guys? Can we turn off the chat? Yeah, of course we can. Will it make it the same? Will it make it fun? No, it no. won't. No. It's just it's the interaction we have between this key, this soundboard, and the computer, and you guys sitting. Whether you're on your phone, your iPad, your laptop, doesn't matter what it is. Connection. Connection. That's But, what it is. And then when you go home, like Mondays, we always talk about this. I don't know if you have this on yeah. Tuesday nights. Mm -hmm. It's like Monday nights you just I can't do it from fall home. asleep. You still have the issue, even if you're doing this from home. You're right. Because it just... It's the Exhilarating. adrenaline, like you said. It's adrenaline. It's like, yeah. you can't let it go. Yeah. And go home. It takes me a couple hours to calm down. We're going to actually go have a cigarette outside and talk about this Let's after. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nard, thanks so much for taking time out of oh, your mind. Oh, my pleasure. So we're going to have you back you for joining. There's no way we can't have not have you I'm back, saying I should be like a uh, regular, you know, just saying... Just That's something we'll talk about. We'll talk, so about, we'll talk about. The contract talks will yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. We're but, manifesting, uh, y'all. Keep, keep your hey, eyes. You up. never know. Uh, other than that, uh, guys, as you guys know, Armand is in Armenia. He'll be back with us September what? 19. 19. Yes, sir. September. Here's what we're doing, guys. September 19. We're shooting for episode 200. We're in communications and we're talking about it. Uh, We'll have a final answer, and obviously we'll post about it and let you guys know exactly when it's happening and if it's happening. and Actually, no, when it's happening. We'll never tell you anything that's happening because yeah. we never keep our word. Yeah. Just, so now you said it, so yeah. now it's going to happen. But uh, today's episode will be on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all major platforms. Manian. Oh, Harry. Harry just See, got Harry here. Harry just got here. See, like, this is what I was talking about. It's crazy. When certain people, hey, Harry. You, you, they pop up, you see them, you go, it's Harry. It's Harry. It's Harry. Like, it's we know. It's interesting. Uh, I've had Harry on Bad Moms. There you go. Yeah. There you go. He's a great guy. So, yeah, for sure. other than that, have a great week, guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Monday. Take care, everyone. Bye, everyone.